Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back after the Frames per Second podcast. You sure I can't get anything started for you? I'm okay. I'm waiting for someone. A friend. Well, we used to be friends. We kind of still are. Maybe. Hopefully. She might hate me. Can I get you some alcohol, sis? Yes. Issa was out of line. I mean, obviously, I am on your side. I just know you miss her. The only person I miss is Latoya. Okay. Because we are about to be best friends. Hi, girl. I was wondering if we could meet up and talk. What's going on? It's your boy, Nikki Doucet, a.k.a. Mr. No Disrespect, and you now tune in to the Frames for Second podcast. In this recap, we are reviewing the penultimate episode, oh, excuse me, of the fourth season of the hit HBO series, Insecure. And with that, we have the lovely Tyler Durden coming from Dead End Gaming joining us. How you doing? Hey, thanks again for having me. Great to have you back. This episode is titled Low-Key Trying, and throughout it, we see a lot of trying from Issa's sake, but before we really jump into it, uh, what did you guys think of the episode? I thought it was was good. I thought it was good. It wasn't better than the last one, but it was good, though. I concur. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was cool. It was a cool episode. It was a bit of a letdown, but last week was so good that um that that's expected. I, I expected that. But yeah, it was cool. Set up a lot of things. Set up some things. Not a lot, but it set up some things. What about you, Mike? Because I didn't know, like, oh, yeah, okay, you can go first. You already started talking. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was interesting to me because I didn't know exactly which way they were going to go after last week's episode, so that was really interesting to see. Uh, I do kind of agree with Ken in some ways about it being a letdown in terms of, like, what ultimately happened between Issa and Molly, but I don't want to jump ahead too much. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. What is, what's happening? Nothing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I like this episode. Yeah, definitely not as much as the last one, but I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I think I, I might end up agreeing with, with Tyler because I'm not sure about the conclusion of this episode, but overall, I thought it was good. Now you have something to say? Um, I don't know how my recap is going to be because I'm still spinning because I'm having a Mike moment like he did last, I think it was last episode and I'm realizing that I'm Molly and I'm (laughs) that I've watched and I'm replaying my own relationships and so I'm in a bit of a brain fog right now so please (laughs) You're having some cognitive dissonance man? Yes, exactly Cognitive dissonance Dang, Molly spreading around like Corona between you and y'all. Damn, it's affecting all of us. But it's fucked up because I still feel like she's trash. What does that say about me? 
So I'm like, I need to go schedule an appointment or something because I'm not happy with where I'm at in my life and my relationships right now. So yeah, I'm happy. I got it's, yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> that needs to be like a specific like therapy group for people to talk about, like people who yeah, realize that they're Molly. <laughs> <laughs> like Nay and Mike can start it. Molly, Molly's anonymous. <laughs> but um, this episode, I was surprised, was directed by Kerry Washington, um, and I say that because I haven't. I don't. Is this the first thing that she's ever done, directing wise? I'm leaning on Rod and Tyler for this one. I think she directed that common video she was in, if my memory serves me correctly, that music video. I don't know if this is her directorial debut as it relates to TV, and I actually kind of want to Google it, but I'm almost positive I remember her directing that common music video, I Want You, that uh, was kind of based off of a film. The details are foggy to me. I'm going to look that up. But that common video is really dope, and I actually heard that song a couple days ago, so that's what I was fresh in my mind that I'm pretty sure she directed that. I think she did an episode of Scandal. Yeah, I'm too. seeing. Oh yeah, right now. Yeah, because I um, I know Issa and um, Yvonne was joking about her directing, saying like she was bringing that scandal scandal energy over to Insecure. Uh, hmm. I didn't know the young lady that played Molly was a stand-up comedian. <laughs> that was definitely. Well, I still haven't watched that special yet. Was it good? I haven't watched it yet, but I, I had no idea she was a stand-up comedian. I, I, she did not I give me... We talked about it, B, didn't we? Didn't we just... Maybe it was, it was one of the ones I missed. Yeah, 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 I about to say, it was probably one of the ones I missed, yeah. It's not bad. It's okay. It's not super... I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch her, it. Her stand-up is not as funny as her, like, interacting with people in Africa. I thought that okay. shit was hilarious, but her stand-up, it, was, it wasn't bad. And I don't even like stand-up comedy, but I laughed a couple times. I think it's really niche. I think it was really directed for people who could relate to being African. So I think that if you have familiarity with that community, you probably found it a lot funnier than those who didn't. So Nick, you might like it. Oh, I was pretty much, I knew he was going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, where are you from, Nick? Are you from, uh, you're not from Nigeria. No, I'm I'm on the east side. I'm Ugandan. Oh. So yeah, that's West Africa. But I still, I, I got a lot of Nigerian friends, so I, most of the jokes did hit for me. Oh, I, I was going to ask you after this if you can explain a couple of them because they went over my head. Uh, yeah, Not I, right I, now, I, of course. I'll, I'll decode it for you later. Thank oh. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, but this episode starts off differently than how I expected it because I think, I don't know if we talked about it last episode, where it was kind of like Issa is, uh, she's her own person. And I, I think the way it ended, it was, it was kind of like, we don't, aren't expecting anything out of this too deeply. It just, it was a happy day, a fun day and whatever happened, happened. But to see like Issa and Lawrence kind of start off like, you know, situationship slash the beginning parts of a couple again. What did y'all think about that? Nay, I'm looking to you. Uh, It was refreshing to me, to be honest with you. It's kind of what I expected. I thought the way last episode ended is like she had to clear her mind and figure out what did I just do and what is is this? So that's the way I took that walk of pride or whatever we called it, like the opposite of the walk of shame. So it wasn't too surprising to me, but them niggas look like they was in love the way they was engaging at each other and everything. He fought it with a head, Mm. right? (laughs) Yeah, um... I won't say it surprised me, but it was surprising. 
if that makes sense. Like it makes no sense, but go ahead explain. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, so like I said in the last episode, like I feel like she was, you know, proud of what she done. It wasn't a shame, whatever. So I expected them to just to go on further, but it was I guess it, I was surprised that it, they started it like that. So what I'll add on to that, Rod, is is that I thought it was like one of Issa's dream sequences. Mm-hmm. I did so, too at first. Yeah, so that was the surprising part mm-hmm. um, that you're talking about that I'll I'll take because I didn't think it was real. So mm-hmm. I was surprised to see that, oh, shit, like they really are back together on Fine. that couch that they bought when they first tried to rekindle the flame, like they put that couch to work. So <laughs> I was, um, oh, so I was like, okay. I said, this is a real thing that they're doing. So, yeah. And I think I they purposely did that, like with the couch. Cause if you think about it, pretty much every single thing in the, like all of that, see like that whole kind of opening montage showing them together again happened on that couch or sitting on the floor in front of that couch. And so I definitely think that that was an intentional choice. Um, I actually, for what it's worth, I really liked seeing them together that way, and I thought they were super cute. Um, I also thought it was a dream sequence when it first started, but as it kept going and didn't like mm-hmm. change to her looking in the mirror or her waking up in her own bed or something, I was like, oh, I guess this is actually happening. Okay. What about you, B? Did it throw you off? No, it didn't. Re- I mean- and no, it didn't really throw me off, but damn, when Ken mentioned the couch thing, it, it, it I literally did not notice that. I didn't think about it until Ken mentioned it. That was the couch that that they was trying to rekindle shit back on. Um, I tell to my wife that when my thought. Oh, okay, okay. I thought that was yeah, because I definitely didn't even I didn't pay that couch no attention. I didn't even I didn't even peep that. But um, yeah, no, it didn't throw me off at all. It was just kind of like okay, so this is where they at. Like they, bam, they they back they back you know in like full-fledged in a relationship, which I guess come to find out that they still don't know what it is, but that's further on down. Yeah, since you touched on it, uh, B, Mike, I was going to ask you, as far as, like, that text that just happens right after we get that montage of them, you know, bumping uglies with Bonneton and all that, did you you expect Issa to... Uh, like explain herself to Lawrence that way about Nathan like right away like just bring it up and just be pure honest or do you think that she could have asked the what are we question without mentioning Nathan I mean I think she could have asked that question without mentioning Nathan but um I mean I get that she wanted to just be open and honest because remember I said before that I don't think she she really owed Nathan anything and I did think it was interesting that she did explain the entire thing with Nathan to Lawrence. And I don't, I mean, I don't know, like she was saying that she wanted everything to be honest. Maybe she was worried that Lawrence might look at her funny or think that she's still cheating or something. I don't know, but I think she still could have asked that question without bringing up Nathan, but I thought it was cool that she did go ahead and explain that. I felt that a hundred percent the way she handled it though. Yeah been in a situation where you messed up because you weren't honest and weren't faithful so now it's like like she said I don't want to fuck anything up I like what's going on so I'm gonna put everything on the table I'm gonna do everything that I didn't do before I'm gonna do this time and I'm gonna try to do it as right as possible so I I really respected her for being um, open and honest with him about that especially considering the fact that they don't have anything established so I don't really know it's almost like 
what I felt like, because I thought about Tyler, I thought about you in that conversation. It's almost like what we, what you wanted Lawrence to do with, with Condola or whatever. So I feel like she was doing what we felt like Lawrence maybe didn't do of being as forthcoming as possible so that he doesn't have any reason to question her motives or her behavior. I didn't even think about that. Did you think that she, did you think that they had to have the what are we conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's so much history between the two of them. There's so much emotion there. It's very easy for somebody to get very hurt. So they ha- I really feel like the both of them really have to be as honest as possible, which is why I'm glad she asked him about Condola and that he said that, you know, well, he had a conversation with her and they're done. So, yeah, I think that they both have to be, Issa especially, because she was the one who was unfaithful the last time around, they both have to be as open as possible to keep each other from getting hurt. I just ain't laying in nobody's lap like that unless I'm dating them. Like, that just seems weird. Because they seem way too comfortable. So I just assumed that this was like, when it started, I assumed this was like in the future. Like it had been a month or so. Yeah, it didn't seem like they had just gotten back. Because they were like, I mean, I guess because they've known each other. But they were just super duper, 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 duper. It's like they had a history. Yeah, you fall right back where you left off. Because that's what you know of each other. I liked it. I thought it was cute. I dug it. You know, going from laying in the lap and. He bent her over on the couch, <laughs> pulled her down from when she got out of the shower. I was like, man, this is this is what I wanted to see. Yeah, it was dope. I thought, um, I, I, and Lawrence handled that well, too. Um, when she uh, mentioned going to help Nathan move um, and whether he was cool with that, because I thought he was going to be cool but not cool. But, nah, he was, like, all the way cool with the whole thing. Like, he really was – okay with her going to help somebody that she used to date move so i thought that was a very mature response from him mm-hmm. i mean it's realistic i mean you both have to know that you you got you you're gonna have some loose ends you know what i'm saying that you're gonna have to tie up you know and i thought that was just honest and, and just a reality you know just noticing that it's reality i'm sorry i got one more question did that make you doubt or wonder what actually did take place between Issa and Nathan. Cause I remember we talked about it last time and I, I was under the impression that nothing ha- at all had happened. Like they were just cool hanging out friends, but did the vibe in this episode make you think that maybe something else had happened? They definitely, <clears throat> yeah, that, I got the same vibe. Like they have been probably spending a lot more time together for things to based on later on this episode, how he reacts to things it seems like it was a lot more invested in just, like, a friendship. Right. Okay. Mm. I don't... I never saw it as just a friendship. I always saw it as them trying to build on something, personally. I don't necessarily think it was a build on anything. I think they probably have been spending a lot of time together, and it's just the, like, well, if it goes somewhere, it goes somewhere. It just hadn't gone anywhere. And I think that Issa was probably in more of a friend zone than Nathan was, obviously. Nathan wanted more. I just don't think it had gotten to the point where it popped off. Could it have? Sure. But did it? It hadn't yet. I don't know if I agree with that. Because why Why does she go crazy to go over his house, check his stuff and all that? Like, you don't do that with somebody that's just, you just, she whatever. Her. You know what I I do that. I you, don't, you, yeah. He asked her to unpack. No, yeah. no, no, no. 
I'm talking about I'm talking about like last like, season. He talking about like, introduced to them. When 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 right. he had weird ghosts and she went she she called Molly up to go over his house, check through stuff. They, Why would they, you do that with somebody oh, that oh, no, was a long time ago? Yeah, no, they fuck. We know they fuck. Oh, okay. We're talking about this season. Like, since he's been right. ghosting, like, has something popped off with them since then. We right. know they've been in a full-fledged situation. Like, they was in the bed laid up talking. We know they that something went on there last season. Right. Why was that? I guess that's why I was confused, because why does that matter? You, if, if he came back into the fold and they hadn't did anything, but they had before, like, why would that matter? Because it matters because of what's going on with her and Lawrence. Is that actually a situation she needs to dead or is it just a platonic friendship right that was my question thank you nay mm-hmm. just let y'all two handle it you know get it right with the rights <laughs> oh my, God. my thing though is like i don't know b i want to get your thoughts on it like would you be cool with your with the girl that you're trying to get back with which is your ex going to help out another ex of hers move even though they just were like kicking it with each other a few weeks ago not to Lawrence's knowledge, but to Issa's knowledge, definitely. I mean, I mean, if with to, to Lawrence's knowledge, I mean, I'm cool with it. Why would I? I mean, I wouldn't trip or trip about her helping the friend, you know, helping the ex to to move. If that's the ex, that's the ex for the reason. I don't have no. If I'm confident that that's this is my thing, we got going back together. Then you know, if you if you with me, then you with me. And you know, what I'm saying, if you're trying to make it work, then you're trying to make it work. I shouldn't. I'm not gonna. Me personally, I'm not gonna worry about. What the other niggas doing? So I mean, I I know I know I'm good. You know, that poor shit, you know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Cause the other nigga a few seasons ago was Daniel. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and I, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. That's you what I was thinking. <laughs> You're asking too many questions. You asking too many questions right now. This is about insecurity. It ain't about me. All right. <laughs> we gonna get to the therapist part later. Oh <laughs> Lord! <laughs> right. I ain't gonna answer that. <laughs> but uh, but same question to you, Tyler. Like, what did you think about that situation? As far as the moving situation, was that not is that as as mature as everyone else is thinking, or is it still a little off? Based on like how recent them like re- like getting back together is. I mean, if they trust each other, then they trust each other. And it, it sh- I, I think it's one of those things where, like, the best thing to do is to talk about it and see and set that boundary as you go along. That was kind of my issue with last week is that I felt like he wasn't, like, that there wasn't enough, like, honesty or communication or realness about what was actually happening. My thing is, is, like, what one person is cool with, another person might not be cool with. So if y'all, like, I felt like the way that they handled that was really mature. Like, they had a conversation about it. She was honest, like, yo, you know, me and him kind of been doing this. I told him I was going to help him move. If you're not cool with it, I don't have to. Like, I feel like that was cool. Now, in terms of, like, would I personally be okay with it? I mean, the thing is, it's like, I'm generally... I've always kind of been the person where it's like, you know, I don't really see a problem with people being friends with their exes if they're just friends and it's not like no messy, complicated shit. But a lot of times it's messy, complicated shit. And that's gotten me in trouble before is being like, yeah, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? So. I guess I'm the immature one. I don't know. Am I alone, Mike? You you not caring? Why you go to me? <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm, just asking, I'm just asking a question. You, right? you ain't asking. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, I would, I would, I'm, I'm kind of sort of like B, 
but I think I would play it cool, but in the back of my mind, I'd be, I'd be a little bit bothered by it. Shit, I might be like, can I go? Can I go too? <laughs> can I unpack some boxes? I don't know, man. I, I might be, I might be a little bit irked by that, but I'm not going to bug out and be like, I don't want you to go. Just be like, all right, well, that's cool, but you know, let's not like, make it Say again? I said, even though you be, because I know you tip, you're, you're cool with your exes, right? Or depends. It depends, right? <laughs> I'm cool with most of my exes. Yeah. Um, typically, I'm cool with the ones where I fucked up the relationship. <laughs> if, they <laughs> fucked it up, <laughs> if they fucked it up, you know, I, it's whatever. But um, yeah, for the majority of my, of my, my exes, I'm friends with. But shit, you got me, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> You got me, bro. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, again, I wouldn't. I wouldn't throw a fit over it. I wouldn't question her about it. But I'm not gonna lie. It might bug me just a little bit, especially if it's like a brand new thing and this is still fairly fresh. It might irk me a little bit. Well, let me ask you this question. So, for the guys on the panel, none of y'all, it would never cross your mind. Like, why is this nigga asking a woman to help him move? That is a little. That's, that's exactly why. Like a dude's not gonna ask no girl, like, come over to the house and help me unpack. That's a game. That's like you know what I'm saying? That's some slick shit. He's got fucking what's his face? Andrew for that shit. Or I'm sure Nathan's got other friends. He invited Issa because he's trying to get at her. So that's what I'm saying. I would be annoyed. Hmm, okay. Ken, was you thinking about it that way too? I was really hoping he was killing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you need to ask. <laughs> No, absolutely not. You're not going. Nah. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Why? I don't know why you had to surprise, Mike. No, it's, <laughs> no. it's just the way you said it. Like, what you gonna do? Like, hold her down? Like, <laughs> oh no, I can't do anything. But if you ask, my, if you ask me, my answer is going to be no. And then we'll go from there. We'll see where I go from there. Because Naomi just said it. You just, you know, had a conversation with her about the whole thing. Like, the first thought that come to my mind is, this nigga ain't got nobody else to help move. Nobody <laughs> asking you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, nah, why, why you got to go over there? So, nah, I, I wouldn't see the need. It makes no sense. But it does give her an opportunity to close up that loose end. Text. So does... Or she, you know, I mean, well, yeah. He might just open up her box. Show. We don't need that. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, Zoe? Yeah. Right. Zoe <laughs> 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 like, Rah! Yeah. <laughs> like, hell yeah. We ain't playing that shit. Like I said, that's why I thought he was very mature. Because I know me, I was, it, went, it, it was like, nah, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. For me, it was just like he just trying to use this to get some cheeks. That's all I saw. It. So then, what do you do right. then? Like, would you, oh, sorry, go ahead, Tyler. And I was gonna say, even if it's not necessarily awesome, like he's specifically trying to get cheeks, I feel like that's very much like, like you said, if you're gonna ask a, now that y'all mentioned it, if you're a man asking a woman to like help you unpack or help you move, that's more of a like, I like you and I want to spend time with you, and this is a way for me to kill two birds with one stone, as opposed to like actually like, hey, girl, can you come help me pick up the boxes? That's like some like kind of dating or like that's kind of a date almost. Nah. Yeah. And 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 it's only in his head. 
Nah, it was in her head too. She's not stupid. She knew that shit. She knew that shit. Mm-mm. Yes. No woman is that. What's the word? I don't, not stupid, but naive. Or naive. No woman is that oblivious or naive to be like, oh yeah, he wants me to help him unpack some boxes. She wasn't oblivious. That's why she brought it up to Lawrence. Exactly. Exactly. And then I got a follow-up question was, you got any vaginas flapping out there? You got any loose ends going on? Mm. So they knew what it was. Right. Flat out say what it was. Mm. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's move on to the next scene. Um, We finally see Molly get back with her therapist. And one of the first, you know, conversations we see of their sessions is her talking about her relationship with Andrew and also with Issa. Uh, it, I love the way her therapist was breaking things down in a way that it allowed Molly to process and not feel like she was getting like attacked because I feel like sometimes when people tell you about yourself you kind of take it a certain way and even though I know a, a therapist is a professional still people can take things a certain way so I like the way she talked about things as far as like how Molly shuts down when people let her down like her dad Dro um, who was Torian? They mentioned Torian the guy she works with. Oh. Who you thought it was, Tyler? I didn't know if it was the dude she was dating back in like season one or two that said he uh like experimented with a dude in college and then she like broke up with him. Yeah, that's what I thought it was too at first. They say it later though, because um Issa brings him up at the ta- at the at the brunch. So that's how I figured out because I thought the same thing. Yeah, that threw me off. But um, I love the line that the therapist used as far as the, do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship? Hmm. Nay, tell me how you felt about that line. I don't want to talk about that. Oh, we got a better uh, runner-up, Rod. (laughs) How you feel about that line? No, she going to answer this. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was, so I think, so Roderick is the one who brilliantly pointed out to me later on today that I'm Molly. But I think that line subconsciously made me realize that, damn, I might have some work to do. Because it, I was like, that's good advice. Molly needs to take it. But damn it, I might need to, too, because I don't like to be, I don't, it's a reason to my madness. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm right. So what's the problem? If, if they fucked up, they fucked up. <laughs> and I have every right to treat them right. And what's wrong if my answer is I'd rather be right? Like, what's wrong with that? If the relationship, and she's, because I think the way she said it first is, does the relationship with Issa still serve you? What if the answer is no? <laughs> and so the fact that I'm thinking this is like, damn, make, that's not, is that the right answer? I don't even know anymore. I don't know what it means. I don't know. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Condo shit. I had the same exact response. Do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship? I mean, can we, can we be both? Maybe be in a relationship. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, do, you, do I want to be right or do I want to be wrong and in a relationship? I don't know. Like, maybe you need to rephrase this question. It's not, I don't think it's about being Right in a relationship. Thank you. Thank you. That was the second rephrasing, wasn't it? What'd you say, Ken? I said, wasn't that the second time she rephrased that question? Well, she rephrased it a third time because I didn't like the question (laughs) either. Because I was like, look, if you know I'm right in the relationship, then the relationship will be good. But if you keep telling me I'm wrong, 
then it's not going to work. I think that the point that she was kind of getting at, looking at it objectively, is more so like that you have to compromise if you're going to be in a relationship or and not even just like an intimate or a romantic relationship, but just like in friendships and familiar relationships, et cetera. Because the fact of the matter is, is that when you're dealing with two different people, like y'all are going to think differently about different things. You know, y'all are coming from two different experiences. So the thing is, it's like in your head, you're right. But in their head, they're right. So like, how do you reach that middle ground? I you think it's kind of what she was. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But no, but I mean, like, the thing is, is like, I mean, I feel like that's a really poignant quote. And that's one of the reasons why we're talking about it, because it hit me as poignant, too, like at the time. Um, but at the same time, there's a balance because it's a certain level of wrong that it's like, nah, like, I really am right. So I get what y'all are saying. I'm kind of just joking, really. I'm usually wrong in a relationship. I'll be straight up. It just takes me a long ass time for me to figure it out, chill out and be like, oh, yeah, I was wrong as fuck. I'm not. <laughs> okay well I believe you <laughs> and this is, this is what I'm saying and this is why I'm so fucked up right now right? <laughs> because this is the thing like it takes you a long time to get to the point where you snap right and I think that even with Molly like Molly feels like and this is mind boggling because I feel like I'm turning into team Issa uh, uh, team Molly but I feel like Molly has feels like she has overlooked a lot of stuff with Issa and now I'm finally to the point where I can't deal with it no more. So technically hasn't she given like a lot of chances? Because that's how I feel. I feel like I give a lot of chances until I just I just I'm done. So I, I I'm I'm in the fucking twilight zone. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I'll explain it to you this way. As the other person here that is definitely deep down Molly, what has made my life a lot easier is to even when I know I'm right I just let other people be wrong. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. Like, I spent fucking damn near 10 years arguing with these fools. I ain't got time no more. You ain't going back and forth with these niggas? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's not worth it. That's what Molly needs to realize. It's not not that deep. It's stupid little piddly shit that they arguing about. And and I also think it's more about, like, what is it like that saying that like you throwing stones at a glass house or something like that? Like for Molly to be so critical of others, she overlooks herself. You know what I mean? And at least in my opinion, like as far as where does she mess up? Where were her wrongs? That's why her therapist asked her, what role did you play in this? And yep. she couldn't even answer. She had a lot of answers for everybody else's part, yet her own. So to me, it's just like when you're talking about a full recovery of understanding one as your, like yourself, you have to take everything into account, including your part, because it's not like everything is moving individually, like you're incongruent with that. At least that's how I took it. Mike, how did you feel about uh, like Issa, how she played out that situation of like, because I thought she actually was going to call Molly because like after she got like some bad advice from her brother, it seemed like she was like, let me just, this is my chance to reach out. I have some, uh, something I want to talk to you about. And, like, how she played it out, I thought that's what really was happening because, like how y'all mentioned earlier, I thought that was a dream sequence to begin with, but it wasn't. So this one, I was like, okay, this might be real as well. What did you think about how she played out that scene with Molly? I was so fucking mad. I was like, God, I hate Molly. I fucking hate Molly. I hate, hate, hate Molly. And I was actually relieved when it was fake 
Because I had just got done watching that comedy special. I'm like, man, I'm going to try to like Molly more. She seems like a cool person in real life. <laughs> and she, really? fucked, she fucked it up in the little dream thing. And I was like, God damn it. But, yeah, I thought that was actually kind of clever because I really, really, they got me on that one. I really thought that was real. I just want to say that scene with her brother was funny as hell. I love her and her brother interaction, man. Every time when they both together, man, that shit is 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 hilarious. I love them too. He said you get what you pay for. <laughs> <laughs> that particular one fell flat for me though. Yeah, no, they, they never fall flat for me, them two. They always man It was just... it was how he closed uh the scene, Rod, not just repeating the stuff. Yeah. So I feel you on that, but the way he kind of closed it out, right, completed the scene for me. That made it funny. Yeah, they definitely had better interactions, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah, I, I wanted more out of that scene from them because he's been actually helping Issa in a way, like just move on with things. Not to say move on from Molly, but like she's turned to him more than we've ever seen her turn to him this season throughout the series. So I was expecting a little bit more than like. Oh, this is just a funny moment. So I, that's why, I like, that scene with that follows it with the Molly uh, dream sequence, it just hit me harder because I was like, she can't go to anybody outside of this girl. Mm. I think I like what kind of the uh, the point that they were trying to get at because really she wanted to talk to Molly and she was looking for a Molly replacement, and so she tried Kelly, like you said, she tried her brother, and so I think that all of that ultimately was what kind of pushed her to, in fact, reach out to Molly is that she realized, you know, right now that's really the only person that I want to talk to or that would be the person that I would usually talk to in this situation. So her brother kind of had to, you know, to serve the story, her brother kind of had to be like useless and finger quotes in that regard and like not actually help her. Mm-hmm. That shit was funny when she was like, I'm kind of seeing Lawrence. He was like, oh, well, does he know? That shit was funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like when he said, y'all keep me a last stand here too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah crazy, man. He crazy. And Kelly's voicemail in Spanish, that shit. <laughs> like, what the hell is wrong with her? I, I feel like she's very professional when she's at work. That's why she had that, uh, what is it, the cold switching white woman voice for her voicemail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we obviously know what she's like when she's like off the clock. So I like how they keep up with her being professional and knowing when to turn it on and turn it off. Mo- moving on to the next scene, but also kind of making a reference to what happened in that therapy session. I see, I feel like with Molly doing so much work on herself, like going to therapy, <coughs> trying trying to make different decisions that she has before, I still am, was surprised that Issa was the one that reached out and felt the burden to reach out and try to make things work. Especially when we had that episode, it was low key done. Like, was that did that throw anybody off? Like when Issa was the one that initiated them meeting up at the diner? No, because Molly don't want to take no no criticism. She like she, she going through all that therapy and she's not applying nothing to her real life. She wasting her money, so she has so many opportunities to put that. Would you want to be right or in relationship? She chose right each and every time. Yep. Dang, they do. Did the, the clouds clear? The smoke clear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, Issa's the one in need right now. She has nobody to talk to about what she's going through in that situation with Lawrence. So she needs her friend. 
So but for what it's worth, and again, I don't want to I don't want to jump ahead because this is definitely gonna come into play when they actually get to the brunch. But the thing is, it's like Issa reached out in finger quotes, but she didn't reach out, reach out. You know what I mean? Like she definitely she took the first step, which was really important, but she like still wasn't really actually trying to like broach what was going on. It was just kind of like, all right, well, I'm a I'm a open, I'm gonna open the door, I'm invited to brunch, and then we're just gonna like just pretend our way or we're just gonna it's just gonna get back to the way it is mm-hmm. you know like and she said that later too like I said I don't want to jump ahead but yeah I mean I feel like you know she was the one who reached out first which you know somebody if they were ever going to talk again somebody had to do it but like the way that she did it she wasn't like hey I really want to talk to you about what happened or hey I really want to like she was just like all right let's. yeah just like you want to meet up for brunch all right all right girl cool see you later what, what you guys no. Go ahead, Nate. Go ahead. <laughs> no, so it's like this, right? <laughs> if I feel like I ain't do shit, why I gotta bring it up? You don't come to- on, man. I- I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right. This is my self reflection moment, Nick. So if I'm sitting there at brunch, you invited me to brunch. All right, what you want to talk about? Because I ain't do shit. So if you want to fix something, let's really fix it. So. As much as I may disagree with it, I understood where Molly was coming from. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so you understood shit. Molly's the one who fucked up the, the party. But she don't feel like she fucked oh, up. Oh, that's what you're saying. So because I okay. feel like you the one who crossed the line. Got so you're supposed to invite me out. And so I came. I'm here. What you want to talk about? Oh, you want to talk? You want to kiki? Okay, we can kiki. I can kiki with you all day long. Whenever you're ready to talk about some real shit, let me know. I got that. That makes sense. Is that what, are you trying to justify her weirdness throughout their interactions? Like, expect, like I know we're talking about the diner right now, but obviously it plays out through the rest of this episode from this scene moving forward. Because I, I felt like, again, like you mentioned, they like, it's funny you mentioned that she's wasting her money with therapy and rebuilding herself, but at the same time, she doesn't feel like she's wrong. So to me, it's just like, why are you playing, why are you burning the candle at both ends? Because therapy's not always about figuring out why you're wrong. Sometimes it's just about talking shit out. Sometimes it's trying to figure out how you should deal with other people being wrong. So, I mean, I don't know that that's really a fair assumption on that on that point. But it, I'm, I'm just saying, if you're going to take the invitation to come out and talk with someone who you know you have some issues with, and you know you have a big elephant in the room to discuss why act weird and, and distant and like even in conversation like you could tell Issa is really pulling the conversation along until Molly sometimes goes with the flow but it it, it goes flat a lot because Molly oh. sucks Nick that's why no because it's like <laughs> Nate said it's like well you know I'm here I showed up like I'm gonna return your energy like you invited me you aren't talking about what's actually going on you're just talking about like vacation pictures like oh yeah my vacation was cool oh yeah i saw so and so your co-work on instagram oh yeah he really likes the rollerblades she was just like returning her her same energy because she like you know like they said she was like okay i'm here you ain't talking about shit okay we gonna not talk about shit yeah you know molly was probably under the assumption that since she did invite her to lunch she was gonna bring it up Mm -hmm. um and jumping ahead to andrew and molly talking that's why andrew was like well you didn't at least try to meet her halfway. 
you know, you just kind of just waited for her to, to broach the subject. But, you know, if you guys know that you need to talk, then, you know, at least make some effort on your end too. But she wasn't trying to hear that shit. They should have talked about Molly's terrible outfit. That would have been my first fucking comment. What the <laughs> hell? What outfit? The goddamn that jean shorts with the yes. jean shirt tucked in and, and the boots. It was fashion forward. It when? Not, no, listen, listen. That one wasn't as good as the one she had on the therapy. Now that bitch looked bad in them white uh, mud cloth pants, honey. The pants and those boots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one. The only thing I remember is that that oh, yeah. the shorts was 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 nice, and the top was nice. The shorts was the the bubble of the shorts threw it off a little bit, but I get what they was going. She should have brought her home and changed. She looks. Why be dressing? Why be dressing? I did not like like that shit that she had on when she came home with the food with them shoulder pads looking like no. Nah, I, I, oh, I, I again, I see where they was going. They just she just took it a little too far. It was a little too much blue. <laughs> and we to, fashion tips, but I was about to say we got to make a segment of that. <laughs> but um, that's why I always I think we all agreed that it was important for Molly to reach out first because if Molly reached out first, then she would be in a position to bring, to have to bring it up. But why does she have to wait? Hmm? That's my question. Really, is like why does she have to wait for something to be brought? Like why can't you just see see the opportunity for what it is? Because at that point, if she was to reach out at that point, she realizes that she has some wrong in it. But if she never reaches out, she's never going to think she had any wrong. Not even reaching out, like you're at the the diner, like you bring up the conversation. No, I think that's what Rod is saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it usually is like if you get in a fight with somebody, it usually is the person that reaches out first that should bring it up. Otherwise, why are you bothering to reach out if you're not? wanting to talk about it. Yeah. It's, not, it's not even a matter at this point of who's right or wrong. It's just a matter of who's willing to be the bigger person to squash it. So right. if me and you get in a fight, Nick, as we always do according to Reddit, if me and you get in a fight... And <laughs> we ain't I'm, making up, Mike. We I'm saying, but I'm trying, Nick. I'm trying. You're not letting me. <laughs> if I reach out to you, you should expect me to bring up what happened and then us talk about it. But I wouldn't invite you and then you get there and be like, all right, what's up? And then me stare at you like you're stupid. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And Issa even, like, acknowledged later on when she was talking to Lawrence, like, oh, yeah, you know, it was cool. And I know Marley's probably just not ready to talk about it. So we're just going to chill and do like this. And then I'm going to invite her to self-care Sunday. And then everything's going to be good. It's like, no. So y'all need to talk about what happened. And Issa, like, acknowledged, like I said, that she was actively avoiding actually talking about what happened and just trying to, you know, like, like kiki their way back into being cool. Yeah. And like, yeah. I might have done the same thing, though, at least for a little bit. I probably wouldn't have brought it up immediately. Like, if, if I got in a fight with somebody else about something and I didn't really want to talk about it that much, but I knew it needed to happen, I probably would have tried to break the ice. It just seemed like they just broke the ice the entire time and they never really got. But I'm, maybe Issa just didn't, after they were laughing and giggling and they got back to where they were before for a hot minute, maybe she just didn't want to ruin the vibe of the day. And bring it up. I mean, I get it from both sides in this in this situation. Yeah. <clears throat> no, nah, the person I think the person that that reaches out should bring it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, because because I've had arguments with Ken and Mike before, and I, and I've called Mike afterwards, like and say, "Yo, you good or whatever." Same thing with Ken. I ask him if he if he good, you know, mm-hmm. I apologize or whatever. 
I don't know. It's must have been a time. You don't remember? No, we just act like nothing ever happened. We never, we've never brought it up. It depends on the, it depends on how deep the argument gets. But it, oh, it, now I, you now you hedging your back. Huh? Are you walking it back? No, 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 no. I'm saying I do recall one time I hit Mike up. He, he making a face, but I, I recall one time. But Rod's memory is a lot better than mine, so <laughs> I'm gonna go off of what he said. I don't remember it, but yeah. it probably did happen. Yeah. Well, uh, but I would, but that'd be weird if I called Mike and was like, yo, man, yo, so how was the ride home? <laughs> like, that would be stupid. Got like, any new metal albums? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird as hell. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was fine. You know, I ran to a couple of tracks. <laughs> just imagine if I kept doing that. And he'd be like, okay, Rod, what do you want, bro? Like, what do you want, man? Why are you calling me? <laughs> And what's funny is like the more that we talk about it is that because I feel like it's easy when we're just watching TV to be like, you know, feel like we're like more objective and we're looking at both sides. We like Mm -hmm. we know both sides, you know what I'm saying? But like with me thinking of like specific instances where I've been in a situation like that where somebody wronged me and they knew that they wronged me, you know, and again, that's again, subjective, but it's like they might hit me up and like try to break the ice and it's like I might entertain that for a second but eventually it's gonna be like okay do you want something like okay if you don't want something then all right we can do this little ice break shit and then you can go right the fuck back where you came from and stop talking to me so this is fucking me up because I've had this exact scenario happen to me where I was sitting at a dinner table with someone who I had fallen out with for years and we kiki the whole time and we still kiki to this day. We have never addressed the topic. And it's just like a superficial kiki for years. So I absolutely, and that's why I'm fucked up because now I'm like, well, do I need to be the bigger person and call her and address the situation? Like, I don't even know at this point. But yeah, I understand how it can happen. It's like, you don't want to rehash the bad feelings because it was so many bad feelings, especially depending on how much time has passed. So can it be water under the bridge and we just be cool? And that's what we kind of unspokenly agree to. But Molly's not unspokenly agreeing to that. And she's still pissed. So because of the fact that she's not willing to just let it be water under the bridge, she really has, she really needs to be to address it because ultimately she's the one with the problem. She's the one who has a problem with how Issa is, how she feels like her relationship with Issa is one sided. So she's going to have to be the one to address that with Issa. But like the thing is, you know, if she feels like Issa was wrong, right? Because it could be, is, and I'm thinking about this specific situation that I just referenced a second ago. It's like, okay, you can hit me up. If, if you don't like actually bring up the fact that you wronged me, then you are full of shit. And I feel like you're like, you ain't shit because you're like trying to avoid, like you're trying to just like hit me up and like test the waters without like taking accountability for what the fuck you did wrong. You know what I'm saying? And then that makes me really be like, kind of keep that person at an arm's length, you know? And so like, I don't know. I just see, I see how that could work. Mm-hmm. If yeah. Molly feels like Issa was wrong, you know, which she clearly does. Molly feels like Issa overstepped this boundary. Molly doesn't feel like there was anything wrong with what she did. So she's sitting here like, okay, I, that's what she said later. Like I showed up, like I could have just not answered at all. Just, you know, speaking from how she's thinking about it. Like, you know, I showed up, then I got there and she didn't like try to be, or didn't like actually try to talk to me about it. So like, she's on some bullshit. I think it's how she could possibly think about it. 
you know, ultimately, I think it was written really well because I can see how it would be handled, how that can happen on both sides and how both parties could feel like they walk away feeling, Molly feeling like that wasn't shit. And he's like, yeah, we're all about to be besties again. So it, I think it was ultimately written really, really well, the fact that we can argue both sides like this. Ken, I wanted to get your thoughts. I don't know if you caught this when Molly was talking about her brother and the baby situation. And like how her his I guess the baby baby mama was his ex and it came to find out that it wasn't even his kid, but she just dropped the baby off at their house. Did you did you process that at all or did you just think that was just another story and just kept going? Um the only thing I processed was why the hell you take that damn kid? <laughs> that ain't yours. That was it. I was like, so I, I didn't think if it was anything more than that. I was just thinking, uh, he should have gave that baby back. <laughs> the one thing I did notice about that scene was that she said it's brought her family closer together. And considering the fact that we know she's got some daddy issues right now, I wonder what that means for next episode. Yeah, I seen, it seems like there's a lot to unpack for this season finale. And I hope it's longer than half an hour, but probably not. Uh, was there any other thoughts on this scene before I move on? Wait, which scene? Or because we kind of oh, just the diner scene, just the diner scene. Nothing. Well, she did. Issa did ask Molly to help her move with Nathan or with the moving situation. I was surprised that Molly accepted that invitation. I think maybe she was giving her a heads up, giving her a heads up that she was going to be at. Andrews. Oh, okay. I know we kind of talked already about like how uh, Andrew pushes Molly to try to make amends with Issa to try harder. But I wanted to get your thoughts on like him telling her about like his brother trying to invite them out to this basketball game to kind of make amends with how that vacation went. Would you have accepted that type of offer based off of that situation? Like, would you have tried to mend fences or would you have like stayed in your ground like how Molly did? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would have tried to mend fences because if this is someone that you in a relationship with and you're trying to make something happen with, then yeah, I want to try to get it, try to, you know, try to make amends with, with one of your close, a family member that you seem to be really close to, as in your brother, your sister, or whoever. So, and then plus, it's just a basketball game, it's a Clippers game. Yeah, I'm going to go. Like, yeah, let's <laughs> go on this time. Let's go, baby. Shit, I'll make amends. <laughs> like, what's up? What we eat? <laughs> but, you know, I would, though. All seriousness, I would. Yeah, I would go. Damn, B. Racism cost only a, a Clippers game ticket. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, like I said, I'm, I want to make amends with someone who I'm, I'm, you know, close with. I would like to try to make that relationship work. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you're going to have to be, I ain't going to say you have to be, but it's going to be moments where you might be around them again. It's going to be moments where you got to face that. So, you know, if someone offering like, hey, yo, come to a basketball game, whatever, men fences, I mean, I, I don't have no issue with it. I, I thought, I was like, damn, Molly, really? Like, I, I was hoping she would have agreed to go, but Typical Molly fashion. I think it was really interesting that they had those two situations running parallel, and I feel like that was really important to see, like, how she handled both mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. And for what it's worth, I was, like, super disgusted with Molly for not going. Like, yeah, I get why she was mad at the brother, but the brother is trying to make amends. Again, if this is your man, you're trying to make it yeah. work. Right what does that tell him that you're like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not going to go. Right. Like I'm that. What does that, that tell him? Me too. I am too. I thought you was going to be like, fuck, I wouldn't have gone neither. 
Exactly. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why you want that impression? You mad at Victor that episode. (laughs) No, and I I wouldn't have talked to him about any more. Like, if he tried to bring it up and be like, well, did you think any more about what I said? That maybe the towel lady wasn't being racist? Like, I wouldn't have that conversation. But, I mean, I'm not. If this is, if I'm in a relationship and I'm, like, trying to continue that relationship, I'm not about to shut out his sibling forever that's, like, offering. Now, I probably wouldn't be the one to call first. But if he, you know, like offering, like, you know, kind of offering that olive branch, like, yeah, I'm going to go. Like I said, I'm not going to talk about race shit. We will probably never talk about race shit again. Like maybe years down the line, if he wants to say, you know what, I actually rethought this after reading some Black Lives Matter posts or something, you know, like maybe I would entertain it and try to like hear what he had to say. But yeah, like I wouldn't talk to him about race shit, but I definitely like try to be cordial. Like, Absolutely. Is that similar though to the to the to the coffee scene though? If he didn't bring up any race stuff, if he didn't say, "Yo, I thought about it," you know, I was actually wrong, and I just wanted to let you know that now that we're here. Because because if he doesn't, it's kind of the same thing. You just kind of skirting over the actual issue. That's a good point. Um, I think that him apologizing and saying I shouldn't have said that or that was insensitive of me or something is one thing but yeah if he's trying to like have a debate or like reawaken that conversation and be like well let's talk about it are you sure you weren't overreacting like I'm not doing that yeah 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 okay I wouldn't even want to wait sorry sorry go ahead who was talking I just said okay oh I thought I heard something else um yeah, I didn't mean it in a bad way. Like, I thought you were immature or anything like that. I mean, I guess maybe I'm just the immature one because I wouldn't have gone. <laughs> There's no fucking way. I would really? Nah, because, I mean, I think we've had this discussion. Like, I would rather just not even put myself in that situation. I understand that that's his brother. And I feel like buying tickets to a basketball game, just, that's not it. You're going to have to... You're going to have to... <laughs> <laughs> He's stupid. Yeah, you should have shown up with some watermelons and fried chicken. Get <laughs> out of here, man. I got you. Like, I got your favorite rap CD. Right, right. All y'all like Jay-Z, right? <laughs> nah, but, like, if he wanted to fix it, I feel like he should have came over the house, and we have to have that conversation. Like, we have to iron that out, because I'm not good at pretending that we're cool after you said some really fucked up racist shit. And I'm not going to sit at no basketball game with you two seats down for me, you know, just trying to make jokes. Like, it's just not going to work. I'm going to be too uncomfortable. I would rather be uncomfortable at, at a basketball game than I can get up and go home to and be in my house with you being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Because I have to kick you out. Yeah. Kick him out then. We have to talk it out. We can't be hanging out after you basically. Because what if it happens again? Like, what if we're at the basketball game and the white dude in front of me turns around and says something, and I know that the only person that has my back is Andrew. I know his brother ain't going to do shit, and his brother's wife ain't going to do shit. I don't want to be around people like that. Like, if I go out in a group of people, I would like to know that at least 90% of y'all got my back. So I just wouldn't want to deal with it. So I, as much as I don't like Molly, I 100% felt Molly on that one. I'm not going. But I am immature. I'm admitting it. I am very <laughs> immature in that respect. So apparently Tyler is not as immature as I am. So I take, <laughs> I take my preconceived notion back. 
<laughs> yeah, I thought, Tyler, I thought you would say no because of, like, I thought it was more so, like, you don't like being around people. Like, once people reveal themselves to you in that certain light, uh-huh. you're kind of like, I put you in this box now, and you're just going to forever be an associate. Like, you won't. Like, because, you know, a basketball game, like y'all mentioned, like, it's when you go somewhere, and, and Andrew mentioned it was it's nice seats. Like, you're close. So, like, uh, it's going to – you can't just talk about, you know, superficial stuff for a whole basketball game. You, I mean, you may be, but not based off of their little interaction and what went on in that interaction to begin with. So like, don't get me like, wrong. He's still in the box. I still don't fuck with him, but I'm going to make okay. an effort to – I'm going to be cordial for the sake of that's my man's brother. Like, we're not going to be cool. I'm not going to the basketball game without Andrew. You know what I'm saying? I'm not hanging out with this nigga without Andrew. We ain't kikiing on the phone. We ain't cool. Like, no, no, no. We're not cool. We may never be cool. And if we do end up cool at some point, it's probably going to be way down the line when you've, like, done something to prove or show to me that my initial, like, you know, impression of you that you gave me is not right or has been amended in some way. So I'm still not going to fuck with him for real. Like, he's still definitely going to be at arm's length. But I will make the effort to go be cordial for the sake of, like, my relationship you know what I'm saying because the thing is is like if the boyfriend is not there like if this is just some random person that I know that I don't really give a fuck about like me and her weren't that cool to begin with and he says some racist shit and then he tries to say hey so do you want to go to the basketball game no hell no fuck you I'm doing that for Andrew I'm not doing that to be cool with him see I might have got mad at my girl if she if this happened and she was like you really not gonna come and hang out with my brother and then like gave me shit about it I might have had to snap on YouTube. Like, stop <laughs> fucking asking me. Like, you know me. You know I don't want to be around your fucking racist-ass brother. Like, get out of my face. Leave me alone. She kind of did when they talked about it when she brought mm-hmm. the dinner home. And she was like, you know, I'm really not feeling, you know, I don't like the fact that you're asking me to do something. I'm uncomfortable mm-hmm. with it. <sighs> we transformed into Molly. As, as I was just thinking y'all are, how, how the tables have turned. I was No, I was literally thinking how, like, a couple episodes ago, it was all me like, well, but Molly did blah, blah, blah. And y'all were like, nah, Molly ain't shit. Da, 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 da. And like, yeah. now I'm like, I was so disgusted with Molly. And y'all were like, well, but I kind of felt her. And it's like, damn. I ain't shit, Tyler. And I have to resolve that in myself. I said that last episode. Hey, I usually don't feel Molly, but in that particular situation, I'm giving her a pass. That's all. We'll be back after this quick break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. 
you can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. I think Molly needs to make that work somehow, some way, because that I'm echoing what Tyler said. That's that's dude's brother, man. That shit means it, it came across to me like it means a lot to him that they at least are able to be in the same room together. And if not, I feel like that's going to be a problem and it may be the end of their relationship. And once again, you know, while I understand Molly's point of view in terms of not being around somebody, she's, you know, not comfortable being around at the same time, it shows the stubbornness and selfishness of Molly unwilling to try to make things work in fractured relationships. So I think, I think, I think if, I think this is going to be a problem moving, moving forward. What's up? How is it selfish and stubborn for you to not want to be around a racist? That like the thing about it is that's not He's Molly's not issue. He is racist. He's that's not, not Molly's issue. That's Andrew's brother's issue. And you buying me a basketball ticket is not you saying I'm sorry for being an insensitive racist. It's so another person that it's another person that she had a falling out with that's extending an olive branch to her. And it's selfish because that's her man's brother. So? And them two interacting and being able to get along means a lot to him. So she has to, this going back to the therapist, do you want to be right or in a relationship? And clearly she's made her choice. She wants to be right. The me and Andrew have a very, very, very big issue. That's because what I'm saying. I feel you, but it's not. I don't think that's an issue because of Molly. That would be an issue because of Andrew. Mm. But if what his brother said was some insensitive racist shit, and Andrew continuously expects Molly to be the bigger person and, and automatically take this fake ass olive branch, then Andrew's a fucking asshole. Okay. Andrew needs to go to his brother and be like, yo, you owe her an apology. He's after, trying. She after won't show that, up. No, why should she have to go there? Look, if 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 his brother wants to fix it, buying basketball tickets is not fixing it. He should come to the house and say, "Yo, I am sorry." And Andrew never even said, "Yo, my brother wants to apologize." He, I he think never, he alluded to the fact that he said like he's trying to make things right. Nope. He said that he said that he's trying to make it like to where they're 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 cordial. That's not an apology. I need an apology before we do shit. Okay, so if he, if, if he said, look, my bad, I fucked up. I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Do you accept my apology? Yes, then we can talk. But how, how would that happen if she's unwilling to have that conversation? Bring your ass to the house. You're not, he, you know damn him, well bro. he's not going to apologize at a basketball game. You know damn well that's not why he invited her there. And he I also know damn ice. well Molly, Molly wouldn't 
accept him over to the house either. It's not her house. It's Andrew's house. She, she can't say you up. can't come over. Well, as soon as he show up, you you know she'll leave. He need to lock Andrew the door. Andrew have to block the door. Right, because oh, Andrew tackle. don't live together, so Andrew right. would have to like invite them both over, like on some parent trap shit, and then yeah, Molly yeah. would walk in and right walk back, like right uh, walk right back out. I think if Andrew, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was gonna say, like, to me, it's kind of like layers to this shit because, like, what Andrew's brother did would have pissed me off and it would have made me straight on him, but it wasn't so bad that I couldn't be in the same room with him because I feel like what he said and what he did is what a whole bunch of non-black people do in that situation. And after that, I'm like, all right, I don't fuck with you, and I know not to talk to you about this kind of shit, but I don't like necessarily like I just don't fuck with them. I'm not like it's there's no like vitriol or animosity from me per se. I'm just like okay, I'm straight on you. Like if he had said some shit like oh, why are those people protesting on the freeway? They should get ran over. That's some shit that can't be basketball gamed over. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. There's kind of like levels. While like what Victor did was not okay. And like his response would have pissed me off and made me straight on him. It would just be like, like I said, okay, I'm straight on you, but I can still go to this game for the sake of making my boyfriend feel like I put in an effort to accept his family member. I'll be on an island with this one. I'm fuck you forever. <laughs> because you you knew I was mad. You knew I was mad. And you chose the time of me being mad to completely invalidate my feelings at that moment. So for me, fuck you until you apologize. You're not going to invite me to no basketball game. We're not going to be talking about Spud Webb or no whoever the fuck is popular. We ain't talking about none of that shit. Damn, Mike Spud Webb. Hey, was the last time you seen a game? Larry Bird. Patrick Ewing. We ain't talking about none of it. I think it's it's the same situation. It's just one's a a cafe or wherever they were at or a diner, and then the other's a basketball game. One, she accepted the invitation to, and the other she didn't, which goes back towards the end where she said, I didn't even have to go when she told Issa that shit. And we saw a situation where she didn't go. And, mm-hmm. and shit is not getting right at all. We're so, not friends, uh, though. Issa, Issa and Molly are friends. Issa was, and Molly are friends, but that's her reason, reason, though. There's more of a reason to go. This is your brother that has – nah, fuck that. That's why it's selfish, though, Mike, because you because you have more of a reason to go with Issa because that's a personal relationship with you. You have a personal relationship with someone else, and you're not willing to extend that same for them. You that's damn why right. Damn sad. right. Andrew needs to talk to his brother, and I really feel like Andrew hasn't done enough as far as checking his brother. Really? Really, yeah. He talked about. (laughs) He had a conversation with them the day after. It was was a punk bitch conversation. Nah, bro, no. That day, if that was my brother, that day my brother would have apologized. Period. He'd have came up to the room. Molly, I am very sorry about what I did. That shit didn't happen. So you're not gonna wait two months later and be like, "Hey, you want to go to a basketball game?" Nah, fuck out of my face. (laughs) (laughs) Mike's brother would have apologized, but Andrew. Is trying again. We had the conversation about being the diplomat. Like he's trying to get them back to a point where they can be in the same room together. This is one of the situations where I know I'm right, but I'm gonna let it go, Nick. Because we gotta move on. So I'm learning. I'm learning, Ken. You know, what I, I'm, I'm feeling the same way. <laughs> Rod, did you have something to say? I know you've been. My bad. You've been holding it in. For no, it's cool. It's cool. It's real quick. The only thing I would say is that I don't disagree with Mike. Like I think she has all the right to. Be- to decline going to the game. I just think she should have handled it better, which is the problem that I had with a lot of her on this on this episode. 
she could have just easily said, in my opinion, it's just like, yo, I'm just not ready for that yet. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm, I'm just not ready I'm not for there that. Yet. I'm not there yet. So I'm, I, I will, um, what do you call it, decline? I will, uh, respectfully, respectfully decline. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think, I think, he, I think at that point, he would have to understand that because in that, you put it back in his hands, like, okay, I understand that. We we'll, we can wait a little longer, and I'll just let him know. She's just not there yet. Because didn't did, did he accept the invitation on her behalf without talking to her first? Did he? I don't know. He did. No, she she suggested that he go without her. No, he accepted. He, he said it. Yeah, he said he did. That's why he had to lie and say she had to work. Yep. Now that oh. was fucked up. Andrew's a fuck boy. But that was the parent trap shit. He was trying to fuck boy. He just, he just executed wrong. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we see uh Lawrence call Issa to tell her um about how his interview went and he says it went really well and they obviously have more chemistry back and forth. Um, uh, which I like still seeing, but I'm interested to see how this goes because he said it went well and he was smiling. And I feel like Speaking of Issa not being pressed about, I mean, she did ask him jokingly in the beginning of the episode, like, are you going to San Francisco? But it seems like it's actually about, like, it's getting closer and closer to him saying yes to it. At least that's what it's alluding to. But do y'all think that he will leave? Shit. Is he still employed? That's what, I don't know. I think it's, I feel like his company is going under based off of, like, that past episode when they were at, uh, when he was at Condola's Friendsgiving and one of the, her friends worked at his uh, rival or competitor and she was even saying like, look, your company ain't really doing so well. How are you doing with it? So I feel like it's going under. That's why he's trying to get a parachute before it crashes. I also think that's why they don't know how to answer the question about what this is because that's like looming over them. The fact that he's potentially moving to San Francisco if he get this gig. Um, I have... I have no idea whether he will leave or not. I honestly don't know. I think he would. I mean, it'd be kind of crazy not to. Because um, how far San Francisco is from what they had? I think she said it was only like an hour, hour and a half or something like that. I feel no, like, like eight hours. Like, uh, like that's, a, like that's a, a flight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like Atlanta to Cincinnati. That's like an eight-hour drive. Yeah. A oh, drive. Okay, okay. I yeah. thought they said it wasn't that far. If they're in LA and he's in San Francisco, it's definitely a flight. You're not – it's no hour. Yeah, because we remember we went to San Francisco from L.A. In a, on a flight. I mean, I don't think she – well, okay. Um, Issa driving. She ain't flying. Yeah. I feel Issa like, making money. Don't do her like that. <laughs> I'm just saying. You've you seen her assistant. Her assistant got to use hand warmers for her uh, egg, egg and waffles. She ain't got that was actually like a really good idea. If you got shit in your purse that you know you want to be warm, legit. That was like, yeah, that wasn't. I thought about you made it sound like too. oh she couldn't afford so and so. Like no, nah, she's smart. She Very comes up with solutions. She is a problem solver. She's a black Elon right. Musk up in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all think? <laughs> What'd you say? Say Nick, like y'all get her asses. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if I, I don't see that much. I mean, she was talking about like I need to bring more money in, and then later on we will get to the episodes about her conversation with Nathan about her rates. It's like she's just starting off, so I don't think she's got a cash flow enough to deal with a long distance relationship like that. 
imagine him taking turning down a job for a relationship. Yeah. And it's you know that flight is literally like fifty, fifty-five dollars. So yeah. I think you can afford that every couple of weeks, I would hope. But the thing that was really interesting. The thing that was really interesting to me about <laughs> 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 the thing that was really interesting to me about like uh, how there were so many things that were kind of like set up last episode that we didn't know exactly where they were going to go this episode until they like came back up because it's like okay we knew that he came back from San Francisco and that he was kind of thinking about that right we knew that he was like kind of still talking to Gondola yeah and uh, but we didn't know exactly where that was going to go and I saw a lot of people uh kind of guessing or projecting that she might be pregnant on the internet and I didn't know if that was going to come up this week so it's kind of interesting how like there's all these things that were kind of put in place during Issa and Lawrence's rekindling that we didn't know how they were going to develop and so yeah now that he went and did another interview and it went really well it's like oh shit like what exactly how are all of these different things at play going to impact whether or not they get back together or to what degree they get back together yeah it's a nice little conflict to add it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we... <laughs> My bad, go ahead. I was asking Mike why he was looking in the sky. Asking God why he would do such a thing to make Condola pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that theory a lot. I didn't see that. I didn't see that either. I don't, I don't want them to break up. That's going to break my heart. Somebody put it in the in the Reddit in our uh, subreddit um, about that, and then I think Twitter spent the week talking about it because I seeing it start seeing it more and more. They were using that to explain like why she was so pressed, like to reach out to him and con- like why she was calling and texting, like maybe she has some urgent news, like I'm pregnant. So you think he knows then, since he said that they talked? Well, I think like it really happened. I don't know. I guess it doesn't Well, I don't think it happened. I think if, if that happened and he didn't mention that to Issa during the time where... I think that was just a theory that ultimately didn't. And that's kind of what I was saying. Like, there were all these theories or all these things that could have happened based on all the stuff that happened last episode because we had uh, <clears throat> Gorgonzola swimming around. We had the the job talks. We had, like, Nathan. So it's just interesting kind of seeing, like, how these things are playing out. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that too as I was watching because I know we made a lot of predictions of what or what, what may not happen or what not because I want to say I thought they were, they were going to bring Nathan back into the fold and I thought they were bring Con, um, Condola back into the fold but they did it real slick I was really surprised that that happened off screen I, like I was really surprised that happened off screen we got <laughs> we got Issa going to Andrew and Nathan's crib and as Issa's walking up to, to, to the house, she's practicing on how to make a non-sexual, I guess, salutation or like a, a hello, a greeting. <laughs> and it just comes up like, I feel like she was just trying to talk to him like a nigga or something like that. Like how like guys would approach things like, hey, what's up, bro? Trying to make sure that she kind of friends on him because she likes what she's going, what's going on with Lawrence. It, <laughs> I was wondering like, why do women do that? Like, why do... <laughs> Why do women say, like, hey, what's up, bro? Like, how she greeted Nathan. It was, like, to kind of establish without just having to say it flat out. You just answered it. What you mean? To, so that you know that this is not any sort of anything other than, what's up, my nigga? Like, that's all you are. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but, 
But that, but I mean, but it's Nathan. It ain't like it's some other like random dude who you may have saw, seen at the club one time. Like you've been bumping uglies with him before, like on a Ferris wheel. You can't what's up, my nigga. Me after that. Yes, I can. Yeah, because she's trying. <laughs> she's trying to establish something with Lauren. So why even? Why even give that impression, Nick? Why? Why come at it like that way? I mean, if if I'm trying to establish something with a, a ex of mine or or a girl I'm trying to get with, if I see another chick that I as in your term, used to bump uglies. That's so funny to me. No, don't spread that around. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, dude, what the it's fuck? It's happen. But anyway, like a chick I used to bang or whatever, <laughs> day, then, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm, I'm going to come at her like, what's up? Like, if I'm trying to do something with her, I'm going I'm to come at her like that, like the homie. Because uh, I, I wanted to keep it at that boundary. I'm not going to, uh, that's why. He's a over there fully clothed. She was in an orange jumpsuit. Like, she just got out of yeah. no, yeah. no, nothing. Nothing. My thing is, if there's sexual tension possibly in a room where you don't want it to be, why put yourself in that room? Why why accept the whole... Like, she was already questioning herself throughout the episode about going over there anyway, because she even felt a certain type of way, even though she got the yes from pretty much everybody else. Like, if that's the case, if it's really a friendship thing, everybody knows moving is, a, like, like y'all mentioned, is an intimate thing that you only call upon, like, real good friends or someone you're trying to, like, Mess around and talk with like why? I mean, real good friends don't help you move. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not unpack. But go ahead. <laughs> she only went so she could let him know that this ain't a thing. The only reason why she was going, in all honesty, but when he asked, sure I'll go, but also was to let him know I'm fucking with my ex. Yeah, well, it was. It. Like yeah. I think she was pretty pretty clear throughout here in, in a lot of conversations that we're just friends, we're just friends. She kept saying it over and over and over again. Um, and it seems like the only person that knew that was Issa. <laughs> so, and I think, you know, given the situation has changed, she wanted to just kind of, you know, just let him know that there is nothing outside of this. So, but in typical Issa fashion, she doesn't know how to kind of, She's awkward when it comes to those things, so she didn't know how to handle it. So, I mean, it was funny watching her like walk up and practice different ways to greet him, like her going through that. I feel like in moments like that, when you kind of see, I feel like that's something that's kind of uniquely Issa that she does, that like she has been doing since the show started, kind of, you know, like the whole like quote awkward black girl thing. And I really enjoy seeing her do that. I feel like she does that really well. Um, I will say that, and I guess, yeah, you don't want to like open the door and be like, Hey, I got back with my ex, but like the way she was just like kind of backing up from him, like, yeah, I get why she was doing it. Cause you don't want to be like, all cut it up with that nigga. But I know he was like, yo, what the fuck? Cause she just like exactly. completely switched. Yeah. So, so she, I mean, yeah, she said it eventually, but at first, like the way she just kept like moving away from him. Yeah. It was like, weird. Oh, man, it made that whole, up. Yeah. It made that whole scene a little awkward and. It, it kind of always felt a little mis- misplaced too, because you know I was like, "Why are you acting like this towards him?" But you know, it's like again, I think since Lawrence entered the picture, she don't really know how to act because now all of a sudden she she has to basically like sever these ties if you know if she has if it comes down to that with this guy that up until this point they they've just been friends and you know. He's acting weird too. Also, right, that's what I was gonna say. He was coming on strong. Like it's like he invited her to his new spot. 
And he, I think he thought something was going to pop off. And she had to kind of, she had to be awkward with it because he was like, he was giving her the eyes. He was licking the lips, like all of that. And it's like, uh, what's up, my nigga? Like, what's up, bruh? Like, it's not that type of thing. And since you keep pressing, let me let you know I got back with my ex. I feel like that was already kind of their vibe, though, because we haven't really seen them on screen as much. Like, we were talking about the whole thing when Molly and Andrew was on vacation, and we heard her in the background. Like, I feel like their vibe has always been kind of, like, or since he came back in the picture, it's been kind of great. It's been very flirty, you know what I'm saying? Because otherwise, she wouldn't even been practicing how to greet them if they were just on some friendship, because she wouldn't have to do all of that. Like, she knew she was going to have to walk in there and be like, how do I bring this up, or how do I broach this topic, because that's their vibe was in a space that like wasn't okay now that she was back with Lawrence. Yeah, or maybe just- the way they they used to greet each other is no longer the appropriate way to greet each other. So a friendship what was once a friendship her, hug in her mind now is different because she's trying to get with Lawrence. So she to your point she's like okay so now in order to make sure things are clear between us and I don't make things awkward um how am I going to greet him moving forward? What is that going to look like? But that's that's why I said it felt misplaced because we haven't seen any of that until now. Now we see Nathan like being uh, aggressive and more forward um, with her, and I, it some also feels like it caught Issa a little bit off guard too. Yeah, Mike, I was going to ask you: Did you? F- were you surprised by how Nathan reacted to like the information that Issa was giving him? Um, yeah. I mean, I think he was rude. Um, but he was also hurt. So, I mean, that kind of comes with the territory, but I mean, the way he was acting when she first got over there made sense. Like if they've been hanging out, maybe he thought, okay, we've been going slow and maybe this is the time that I'm going to make my move. So he'd probably been building that shit up in his head the whole day. And she got over there and dapped him up. And he's like, all right, well, this is bizarre. And he tried to walk up behind her and shit, and she moved over. So I could see why he would think that that was odd behavior. But when she did bring up, you know, I'm getting back with my ex, and he was like, oh, the guy you cheated on? Hmm. And he said something like, I thought you were over that or something like that. He said, you oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What happened? He's like, I thought you was over that shit. Yeah, that's not, that's not cool. Oh, go ahead. What? No, because I was just quoting him. Uh, quoting him, I was like, he seems sometimey. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't like that because it's like I understand you sometimey. <laughs> right, right. You, yeah, yeah. We'll get. I guess we'll get to that part. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't like to answer your question, Nick. I did not like that. I thought that shit was real corny. We're not dating. As I said before, she doesn't really owe him. It's just a nice way of cleaning things up. And she chose to clean it up. She could have just fucking texted your punk ass. And then you over here making little snide comments. She should have got madder than she did because it's not his place to say that shit. You don't know much about their situation for you to be like, oh, he's sometime me and I thought you were over that shit. Who the fuck are you? The hater jumped out quick. It did. It did. You just got your own place talking shit. Like what? Which is probably why he felt com- more comfortable. Like he probably thought, like, shit, she mine now. I got my own spot. Yeah, he was he like, he, came up. <laughs> yeah, he was telling her like he got um, him and his friends about to get a barbershop in town. He and, got his new spot. I and, think he was trying to put the seeds like I'm actually here to stay. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not flaky no more, and I want to build with you. 
I feel like they were just thinking of those situations very differently. And that kind of goes back to, I mean, there's a bunch of places that could go back to in terms of what we were talking about last week. And then like also just the kind of subjective, the subjectivity of like human interaction. Like, I just feel like one, like I said, we haven't really seen them interact that much. And I feel like maybe he thought they were going one way Mm -hmm. and maybe they both thought they were going that way. But then Issa kind of, you know, turned around, you know, hit the reverse because she got back with Lauren. So, I mean, to me, what he did didn't seem that out of the ordinary. I mean, yeah, he probably could have bit his tongue and not actually said that out loud, but I feel like he thought they were on one thing and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, actually, I'm getting back with my ex. And he was like, oh, okay. Like, that's kind of fucked up. I thought we were on this. So it was just like, I feel like it was a, a situation where like expectations, just like expectations and reality just kind of got like misconstrued. I agree with you 100%. I, th- I feel like he should have said what you just said. <laughs> and he'd have been better off he should have been like well well damn i thought we were you know i thought we were moving in this direction like what's the deal instead of that little oh okay and he turned around grabbed a little cup you didn't, <laughs> you didn't want that cup a minute ago why you I want that cup that. right now oh you're, i didn't even know i thought you was over that shit nah bro you you hurt man and it's okay to be hurt you know we as men we need to express our emotions <laughs> don't be a little punk about it <laughs> Nah, sometimes I gotta be like Nay. Like I wanna be mad right now. Let me let me enjoy let me bask in this. In then this tell me to leave. Just tell me to leave then if you're gonna act like that. Just tell me to go. Tyler, how do, how did you ultimately feel about that? I know you said you, you kinda like Nate. Who who you talk who'd you who'd you ask? Tyler. I didn't like I never said I like Nathan. She said she liked Nathan. I was very much like fuck Nathan. <laughs> oh really? That's yeah. why I said who you asking? I said up to this point. Oh, no, oh, I've oh. very much been like fuck Nathan because Nathan, like, I, I didn't like the way that Nathan handled that shit before where he just disappeared. And of course, we finally get to like a more thorough explanation this time. But before I was like, man, fuck Nathan. I actually <laughs> felt a little less like fuck Nathan after this episode than I ever have. I thought, maybe it was Nate. I, I thought somebody liked Nathan. I did. <laughs> okay, okay. I didn't like him, but I remember I kept saying I wanted them to to, to put closure on that. Yeah. What did you think about the closure? I mean, look, like I said, I understand Nathan was hurt. I get it. No, I'm talking about his the reason why he left. Like, it's, oh. it, it, I think what they finally showed me is that they never had that conversation. Well, like, yeah, the last time that. they talked about No, they him. did. They kind of did. Because he referenced not, not, Wait, wait, hold on. Not to this point. They had the conversation at the end of the episode, at the last episode, but he never revealed why he left? It seemed he like said he she was just, depressed. Yeah, he did. He said he was depressed. Yeah, well, well, he didn't say the reasons why. Like he right. didn't. Is, he, he didn't, didn't know. Take it this far out. Exactly. Nick just he hit didn't. He didn't know. He, he had I to go he, find out. He didn't know when he came back that he was bipolar. No. Wait, he, when, when did he say he was depressed, Nick? I'm trying to remember now. He said he was depressed like that last uh, episode where, like, remember he was ghosted. He, he ghosted her for a while. Then right. he came back in the finale, and and he was saying like, "Look, I I've been going through a lot. I was depressed and stuff like that." And then Issa was like, "I understand you, and I hear you, but I still need to focus on me or something like that." Oh, then I'm on Ken's side then. So he would have known by that point. So he should have said, "Well, I mean, you got, I mean, do you want to say that over the phone though? Maybe they were in person. Read. Remember, they were at, they met at the apartment." Let me just shut the fuck up because I don't even remember. Yeah, they they had that conversation outside in the apartment because it felt like Issa was going to take that take him back. Um, and, and she didn't like, she stood her ground. 
But he didn't say at that time that he was bipolar. He just said that he was depressed, had but, mental issues, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, and that's why he said, like, I had thoughts about, like, I had an assumption, or but I got it checked out to know for sure. So I think during that time that he left, he found out, or during whatever time that he and Issa weren't really talking, he he got himself diagnosed and he found out what he's been dealing with. And he's well, I guess been scared. My question is, did did he did he know when he came back and they had that talk, or did he find out after he came back and they've been hanging out together? When well, he said I it, I was like. Like, yeah, like, he found out, like, he knew when he came back, but he was still trying to figure out how he felt about it or trying to figure out how to tell somebody else about it. So he just kind of said, oh, I was having some mental issues without being specific. Right, and so now he got specific. So, so yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying is, like, they never really, outside of that one conversation they had at the end of that, in that season finale, based on what I saw today, it it doesn't feel like they've had that conversation again. They just been kind of hanging out and just kicking in and being friends. And, you know, Issa came to the conclusion, like, yeah, I can't fuck with you like that. Nathan was like, okay, I got to rebuild this relationship so I can get back in your, you know, in your good graces. And, you know, <laughs> once he found out that Lawrence is back in the picture now, he's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, that shit, I, you know, I was bipolar. You know, what you expect. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, you know, it was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say like he got an excuse. Like that's a hard he, you, he, he used that shit for an excuse. No, I think he did. Like, like, that was, was his doctor's like he disappeared and didn't tell me what was going on. So he was like, "This is what this is why I didn't tell you." Come on, kid. I didn't feel like it was a line or like he was trying to be like, "Hey, girl." Like I don't. I didn't feel. I didn't take it that way at all. Wait, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Come on, man. Being, being bipolar don't get you no pussy. I'm sorry. I, I just I don't think I don't think admitting that is, is a line to to get you in somewhere that you ain't supposed to be. He got to put he got to pull out all the stops at this point. He done lost. You say he pulled out the eyes and the lips and they weren't working. He, he playing catch up, man. <laughs> that's me, y'all. That is not how that was supposed to be taken. That's no. not. No moment where he actually kind of kind of communicates what someone with bipolar disorder goes through the fact that you don't even really know what's wrong you can't put a word you can't explain it to anybody so it's difficult for me to use words because I don't know what those words should be to explain it and the fact that I finally figured out what it was was a relief and then I don't even know how to tell it to people because you're gonna think I'm crazy as fuck on top of all of that that was supposed to be a poignant moment is that, is that y'all fucked it up? Is that what they were trying to do? Because because <laughs> yes. right after he told her, he flipped another damn switch. He was like cool, and they were all laughing and giggling and shit. Like he forgot all about the Lauren shit. You oh, said it was right. he ain't no, take his man that day. Hey, watch it again. He went from being pissed <laughs> off and angry and jealous. Then he went to be like, well, you know, the reason why I left is because you know I found out I was bipolar, blah blah blah. She was like, oh, I ain't know. Dang, my bad. And then it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Hey, girl, so Leah. But anyway, you know, and then they were back like being cool and friends. He wasn't even mad anymore. No, because he said they had a sincere moment. They had a moment. She was able to understand what they went through. He said that she was important to him, and she's the type of person that he wants in his life. And it was kind of like left on the understood, well, okay, I could be that person. This is not a relationship. And so to me, it felt like they left as friends. Like got over that shit quick. He went from damn near cussing this nigga out to being like, all right, 
Because he, he had to do it. Go ahead and say it, Nate. Go ahead and say it. Look, he, got it. he has to control his emotions. He's That's what I'm saying. Oh, That's exactly yes, what I'm saying. Fuck, I'm bipolar. Let me pull myself back together. He was, about, he, was, he, was on the, he was about to snap. I know. I know. <laughs> He's out of mind. Well, my my question for y'all um, was more about was Issa right to call him out? Like before he told her about the his illness, she knew he was depressed nonetheless. They talked about that. So when she was like, "Oh, at least like at least he ain't flaky," like someone that I know, something on the lines of that, was she right to call him out on that? Because I feel like we all knew it he was dealing with some mental health issues and usually you try to be empathetic to that type of situation well I think we only knew because Andrew um, hinted at it with Molly the only thing we knew was that he said he was going through some shit and he, he was depressed okay that could mean a lot of things so I think Issa was very well within her right to call him out and even if she had a feeling that it was some sort of mental illness he still has to kind of check. It's almost like he has to, she has to give him that reality check. You got your issues too. So before you cast judgment on someone you don't know, like I, you still haven't even been completely honest with me about what was going on with you. So I don't really think there was anything wrong with her checking him in that moment. She didn't, it's like she didn't do it in a disrespectful way. She just said, well, you don't know how to use your words and you disappear on me. So we all got our flaws, right? <laughs> I, I that. mean, that's not that's not a nice thing to say. That's, so it was a little disrespectful. I'm so glad she said that shit to him. And that, because my thing is, is like, okay, yeah, uh, obviously, like mental health issues are like really, really serious. This and the other, but still, like, even if you are not ready to be like, I'm bipolar, or even if you're not ready to be like, I'm depressed, like, text her and say, I need some time, or do something. Don't just fall off the face of the fucking earth. And that's why I like don't fuck with Nathan. You know what I'm saying? And especially when he was like, oh. Lawrence is sometimes like I said earlier like bitch you sometimes so I think that that was absolutely I mean I feel like he should have they maybe they should have talked about it before maybe he wasn't ready whatever but I feel like that moment was like super spot on in terms of her being like oh you calling somebody sometime let's talk about your ass and I think he handled it appropriately like it's almost like okay it was a, it was a check for him too and I think that the fact that he was forthcoming with what he was going through like was the was the way to handle it. Like, okay, yeah, you're right. So let me let you know what I actually went through. So I was I was happy that Issa said it and I was happy with the way he responded to it after she said it. Now that hater shit that he pulled, like that was that was unnecessary. But I, I was I was happy that he was forthcoming with what he was going through with her. I don't I don't I don't fully agree with that. Yeah, no. <laughs> because the way <laughs> because in the I do agree with the part where, you know, he, you know, revealed all of that or whatever. That was cool, but it was just the way he did it. It was in a sense of like, because what did she say? Oh, you flaky. He was like, well, did he say I'm not or something like that? I wasn't. Yeah. Oh, he said, said God damn it. <laughs> he said it in his head. He was like, God damn this He got me. <laughs> he was like, I didn't disappear on you, I think is what he said. Oh, yeah, I didn't disappear on you, but but you did. Right. You did. You know what I'm saying, but don't don't say don't use this bipolar thing as if you didn't disappear. You you did disappear. Now you with you know well within your right to because of everything that you were going to. But let's address the fact. Yeah, I did disappear. You're right, but this is why I disappeared, and, and he didn't say it like that. 
that's the problem I had with him. I feel you. Yeah, I feel like (laughs) that's actually a really valid point, and I hadn't thought about it like that before. But he kind of, yeah, that was kind of deflecting. You know what I'm saying? Like deflecting accountability for whether he handled it. So maybe I am still like fuck Nathan. (laughs) Nathan left, and Nate came back. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. I agree with Rod on that one. It was. I don't. I don't want to say it was like Ken said. It definitely wasn't a line. But I do agree with with. Tyler and Rod, it was kind of a deflection. He could have he could have gave a little bit more explanation. Like I I mean, I, I don't know the ins and outs and the nuances and the details of how deep his bipolar situation is, but if it was deep enough for you to vanish for a couple of months, you have a little bit more explaining to do than just be like, Well, I was bipolar. Or even if he doesn't want to go deeper into that, just still like take accountability for the fact that you disappeared. You know, you can't blame it on being bipolar. You can't just be like, "Well, I was bipolar, and that's what we do." No, that's not what we do. Like, you need to explain that. Yeah, so I I agree. I agree with y'all. That's what they did. That's why that that scene was. It's it's cool that they're they're having this discussion on the show, but still, it's like it ended so quickly. And I know they got thirty minutes, but it's like. Dang, like, that's it? Like, you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I need important people or whatever they said afterwards. And then y'all made up and everything is cool. It's just like it felt like there could have been more discussed, you know, after the reveal. Not really. We only have 30 minutes. Yeah. But I also think that mental illness is one of those things that it's really hard to describe to somebody who doesn't necessarily have any experience with it. So I don't necessarily know how much more he could have shared in that moment and for what purpose. Like, yes, he did. I think the only thing that to Rod's point that was missing was almost like an apology for disappearing or being accountable for the fact that you disappeared. But I don't really, I'm not obligated to explain to you the details of my mental illness. Or I I can go into as much detail as as I want to. I'm not obligated to give you that, but I can explain what happened. But even if he did go into more depth, how much more does she need? I feel like in that situation, it would have warranted a little bit more because I definitely think an apology was 100% necessary because, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's one of the things that they discuss is like you can't really just blame every single thing on your mental illness. You have to also take accountability for what you're doing. So he could have easily said, yo, I'm bipolar. So I'm really sorry that I put you through that. But there was some things that I was going through. All he said was, well, I was bipolar, didn't know. I went there and found out. And she was like, oh, okay. Right. It made, her, it it made him sympathetic. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. What'd you say, Rod? Same thing, empathetic, made her stand down. Right. And that's not really fair because it almost seems like he could have been, just been using that as a scapegoat. Not saying he was and not saying that people do that on a regular basis, but that's how that scene came off. Like he was just using that as like, well, you can't be mad at me because I have bipolar. Bam. Like a Trump card, kind of. Say again? I said like a Trump card, kind of. And I hate to say it that way, you know what I mean? But that's just how the, the scene came off. Yeah. I don't want people in real life to think that I would think that. But the way that scene was written, yeah, it definitely did seem like a Trump card. Like, oh, she that, can't be mad at me if I say this. Yeah. That draw four on Uno, where you could just <laughs> fuck the whole game up. That's what he was trying to do. He was like. It worked. To... It damn sure did. Yeah, it did. Kinda, well, 
Not really, because he's in the friend zone now. <laughs> he's already in the friend zone, though. Right. And she's not mad at him anymore. Right. Because that could have been an argument. That could have been a definite argument right there. But he ended it with that. Uh-oh. I mean, what I will say is that he didn't, like I said, I mean, I definitely feel like he should have been held accountable or should have, like, like acknowledged that or apologized for it. But, like, I didn't feel like, I mean, that that was missing. But other than that, I didn't feel like he was telling her that to shut her up necessarily you know it was just like i'm telling you what happened like he wasn't as accountable as he could have been but i didn't feel like he was saying it from that place of like oh now you can't say anything or oh like now you have to shut up i just i didn't feel that way about it no, yeah i didn't feel that way either but it just it made it happen someone yeah. likes nathan someone likes nathan Tyler all right likes- y'all i gotta go return some videotapes <laughs> 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 Well, we got the next scene seeing uh, Molly visit Andrew again, and she brings over food. I think it's like a uh, a little afternoon date or whatever. And Andrew brings up his brother again because he went to the game without her. As one of y'all mentioned, that he lied. Uh, he, he lied to his brother about what she was doing, like going to work and stuff like that. And Molly was just her answer was like, "I didn't ask you to do any of that. Like I was just cool on the whole situation." What you got for me, Nate? Can we address the fact that this bitch came in with a whole different restaurant order that he asked for? That would have set me off right there. I asked you food, and you said last time May nine was nine, so you gonna come in here with goddamn crab rangoon? That's not what I asked for. And his face was like his face was looking funny. I'm so ready for him to snap on her. It's coming next episode, and I cannot wait. That would have pissed me off, and I would have asked her to go back and get what I asked for. Don't fuck with my food. (laughs) That pissed me off so bad. Don't fuck with my food. That's what I was going to ask. Oh, man. That's what I was going to ask. Like, B, I was wondering your thoughts. Like, has Molly really been trying to make this relationship work? Or is it just revealing more so how stubborn she is as a person? Because I feel like... Revealing how stubborn she is as a person? Yeah, because is it just me that it seems like every time Andrew tries to do the responsible or like how Ken likes to put a diplomatic thing to do? Yeah. You could tell it's rubbing her the wrong way, but she leans into it anyway because she wants to be a mature person. Like, she wants to grow, but at the same time, she's holding her own self back. I just feel like, Nay, you're touching on it, like, as far as Nay, like, Andrew has to get to a point where, like, all right, what the fuck is up? Like, what's really going on? Like, I'm trying, I'm trying, are you trying? Like, I I guess that's the damn point of the episode, but you know what I mean? I, I think Molly thinks that she's working hard. But this is the thing about relationships. Relationships will expose your flaws and expose like your shortcomings. And so all her shortcomings are being brought up to the surface. And Andrew's doing a really good job thus far of biting his tongue. At some point in time, he has to be honest with him with her, or else he's not being fair to himself in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like at this point, he's getting to the point where it's okay. 
we got the situation with my brother. We got the situation with Issa. We got the everyday situations. Like, it, eventually enough is going to be enough. And in order for them to have an honest relationship, he's going to have to be honest about how he feels. And I can't wait. Ooh, I can't wait. That's sweet. It ain't going to happen next week. You don't think so? It has to. They can't let that move on into next season. How much y'all? I bet y'all are. Nah, I ain't got no money, but <laughs> I, I bet y'all some Bitcoin. <laughs> that shit. I have a feeling that they're not really. I had that feeling too. I don't know. That's I don't, a, I don't that's think a good. Yeah, I was going to. If you don't talk, Nick, finish your sentence, boy. My bad. I'm, I'm, I keep hearing the talk. I'm just saying that would be good for season five to really dive into. And like you said, we only, we only got half an hour left for all we know. So, yeah. and. And obviously, the way this episode ends is mostly about Issa and uh, Molly's relationship. Um, which, speaking of that, like, we see Issa and Nathan walk in because obviously Nathan's moving out. And I guess they tried to time it out as far as them leaving, them not being there. But, you know, they obviously, like, Insecure sets up these awkward moments. We see them all together. And Issa is trying to get, get her and Nathan out of the house, but Molly's just trying to make peace at this time. So... They have a game night, I guess. Did y'all like? Did y'all like how that progressed, or was it like was, or did Molly stand out even more by just how weird she was acting? I don't think she stood out. I thought it was just a a fine evening at first. It felt like for a moment that there was a sincere because they've had so much history, so it's difficult for them to be in the space with each other and not kind of fall back into that friends don't like fall back into those roles with each other. The difference with Issa and Molly is I feel like Molly is kind of forcing it. It's like, okay, this is happening, but I don't really want it to. Like she doesn't know how to just allow herself to enjoy Issa's company. So I felt like, yes, it was a fine evening, but it's like Molly just do too much. I feel like it went back to the whole thing that Issa said on the phone with Lawrence. Like, oh, you know, we'll just act normal and then we'll go back to normal. Whereas Molly is still like, yo, we need to talk about this. And like the fact that Issa is kind of still trying to pretend like nothing happened is pissing her off. And so like, that's kind of how I felt like where they were coming from. Like Issa was trying to like, again, kiki them back into being friends. And Molly was like, okay, you know, yeah, we're, there's that familiarity. Like you said, like when they were talking about the uh, old apartment and stuff like that. But Molly was just still kind of like reserved or like had her at an arm's length because she feels like the issue hasn't actually been resolved. Do y'all think um, Issa kind of overreacted with that text? I do. I do. What? Yep. Hell nah. Yeah. <laughs> Hell nah. So wait a minute. Okay. You gonna use me to be like, see, babe, I'm trying. The fuck? But but what was? Uh-huh. Was, uh, was, 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 was I'm good. I'm good. What, what, so what, what was so bad about that? It wasn't like oh, you gotta like, try with me. We already know. She already. Yes. Knows. <laughs> it made it seem like Rod. Uh, it made it seem like. Can y'all hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it made it. It made it seem like the whole thing was fake. Yeah. Like, this episode made me feel the most bad for Issa when that happened when she got yeah. that text that says see I'm really trying with her 
And in Issa's mind, she's probably thinking, yo, we're getting back to where we were. This is fun. And then she sees that and she's like, oh. oh this bitch been faking the whole time. <laughs> yeah, you were just playing or Like, you weren't really right. just my friend. You're just like, nah, man. I don't think she overreacted at all. Like, overreacting would have been getting up and throwing a big scene and flipping a table. Right, right, right. Like, you know what? I'm just going to leave. And I think that was appropriate. I would have left, too. I thought yeah. that was Getting up and leaving in the middle of a game that everybody was enjoying is overreaction. Molly didn't want to play the game, and I think that's when she realized the whole thing was fake. Molly never wanted to play the game. Are you sure? Positive. She remember, didn't. look, remember when 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 Issa brought it up, Molly was like, "Okay," and then Issa was like, "We we don't really have to." Right. And then Andrew looked at her, so she only did that shit to make Andrew think that she was really trying, but she wasn't. So she was having fun though. Say again? She was having fun, though. Yeah, maybe she was having fun, or maybe she was pretending. But even, either... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was saying, go ahead. That, that text didn't seem like, oh, I'm pretending. It, it seemed sincere, like, see, yep. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying, right. Yeah, based on the conversation they had earlier, he didn't think that she was trying. But she was like, see, I am trying. You like, shouldn't say I'm pretending. She didn't say, I hate this bitch. I'm pretending I can't, I can't wait for her to get the fuck out of my house. Like she didn't say that. She was like, look, I'm trying. Let's see. I am trying. You shouldn't have to, but you shouldn't have to try like that to be my friend. Issa probably read that as I'm not trying. I'm thinking we're back to being cool, but I'm looking at you and you're having to try to be my friend. Like you shouldn't have to try to just be around me. That's probably what was in Issa's brain. They just had a big falling out though. So yeah. yeah. They all gonna both of them are gonna have to try. Issa tried when she called and invited her to dip, to lunch or brunch, or whatever. And you know, and Molly's trying to play this game with them. But no, you but have to try. Like she's texting her man, being like, "See, exactly. look at yeah. me. I'm making an effort." But, but they it- both still have reservations, and they're both making efforts. Issa tried too. So then you tell me, I'm really trying to make this work, but right. if- not somebody else. Don't tell your man that. <gasps> no, like for me, for me, the text was about like the conversations that her and Andrew have about her. Right. And as far as like, to me, it was like the text was like, "See, look, babe, I'm trying." Like, wait, hold on. Does Andrew know? Like, is is he the one? It's feel like I'm. He's forcing this. Is he forcing this? Is right. she's having to try? Is is he the one that's really helping keep this interaction going? Because uh-huh. if you're going to him texting him like see look i'm trying it's like well where are you at this in, in this like where is your genuine effort because i feel like Issa's uh whole presence is genuine effort molly has to go to a therapist to be talked into talking to her she has to go to andrew to be talking to talking to her molly doesn't really like y'all mentioned earlier she doesn't see herself as wrong so she doesn't feel like she needs to try she's just taking advice from other people going against her own grain of how she thinks but Issa's, that's, like, this, sweeping shit under the rug, though. Like, Issa is avoiding the actual conversation. And so, like, she's, like, sweeping under the rug, just trying to, like, again, like, kiki her way back into them being cool without actually, like, addressing the issue. And so, I mean, yeah, like, they're both, they're trying to figure out, I feel like they're both trying in their own way to figure out, like, if they're going to be able to get back to where they were. And I think for Issa to act like all of a sudden, like, none of that happened and, like, there wouldn't have to be because even, even like when they got outside, she was like, you know, I can't be the only one who wants this or I can't be the only one who's trying. And Molly was literally saying, I'm trying. And like, I don't think it's weird at all that she would be talking to her man about that. I, I don't know. I just felt like that shit was weird as fuck. 
Yeah, the only thing missing from Issa's side is the text. You know, like she's trying to. She they don't have Molly doesn't have a text saying that from Issa to Lawrence. You know, we just see the one side of it. So Issa is is very much trying to make sure this thing is is, is gonna work. So I, I felt she overreacted. It's, I no, I see I see actions. I see actions with Issa. I don't I just hear words with Molly. That's not what Kim's talking about. He's saying that uh, Molly's not privy to the conversation that she had with Lawrence. Like he, he, he could have, they could have had, she could have said like, sent a text to Lawrence saying like, yeah, you know, I was, I'm, we're, we're trying. I think we're getting back to where where we were or whatever. That's not the tone. It sound like that to to Andrew. What, what was the tone? Like, the tone was like, see, see, I'm trying. Right. Like I make like. I'm letting, it, it, it was like, I'm doing my part. Like, look at me. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And he's just like, why do you have to do that with me? What's, why, why, why is that so surprising that she's trying right now? Because I think, like, fast forward to another one, to the next scene is like, look, that's just how I feel right now. Why, why don't you understand? So tell how me how you feel. Why you got to text that to your man in the middle of us talking? Right. Because obviously she's not there yet. Look, Rod, me, me and Nay are Molly, right? Yeah. We're telling y'all what's in Molly's head right now. Yeah, that's Hello. what it was. She was being yeah. she was being snarky and <laughs> and crabby, just like Molly always is. And I'm trying to get some points with my man. Look that at doing the right thing. When Molly like, went outside, she even said, "Like that's I feel like this is forced." Like she didn't say, "I hate you." I, you're I'm pretending. I can't wait for you to leave. She was like, I feel like this is forced because we haven't actually addressed the issue. Like, that's literally what she said. And she should address it. Why is it on Issa? Like, y'all keep, y'all keep saying that Issa's, like, not bringing it up and sweeping it. But so is Molly. They're both wrong here. So if well, Molly... Also, Go ahead. Issa and uh, Nathan came in while, like, Molly and Andrew were talking. So they're really, at that moment, unless one of them was going to pull one to the side and say, hey, let's go talk about this. Like, they already went to brunch and didn't talk about it. At this moment, there's, you know, multiple people around. We got Andrew and Nathan there. So that's not really the opportune moment to talk about it. So, like, Molly texting her man and saying, like, look, I am trying, even though they haven't gotten a chance to talk about it yet because Issa didn't bring it up the last time and Molly didn't bring it up. I'm not saying who's right or wrong for, like, not bringing it up. But the fact of the matter is that it hasn't been brought up. That I don't think that Molly saying, like, yo, I feel like this is forced because we haven't talked about this. I don't think there's anything, like, snarky about that. So we we, we got to the, the scene as far as when they get outside after the text is revealed. I feel like Issa probably did her best acting job with that okay that she gave Molly once they kind of pretty much had a quick talk about what's been going on and, and Molly hit her with some real tough love. When it, I don't even know if it's love, but she was like, I feel like I've just outgrown you pretty much. And Issa was just, and that's how you know that that's that's the reason why I think like myself, Nay, and Mike have been saying like that how much that text hurt her because it's like, damn, like I really got love for you and I really want to make this work, but to say you've outgrown me means that you really don't fuck with me no more, and you've probably been fake this whole time since the uh, for the diner uh, interaction. That that part I was disappointed in Molly at that point. I was just asking, I was just saying in the house, the text just seemed like, it didn't seem that bad. But yeah, once they got outside and then she said that, I was like, ah, this is your opportunity to kind of. And actually had the time, like, because at that point, okay, let's talk about it. Because easy said, okay, let's talk about the block party. So that's, at that point, I was disappointed in Molly. 
or yeah. disgusted is really what I was. I was like, yeah, are you yeah. fucking serious? Um, but yeah, before that, because I mean, Issa said herself like a couple episodes ago, she was like, I don't fuck with Molly anymore. So why is it like they just need to talk this shit out? And the fact that it was finally, okay, let's talk about it. And Molly was like, oh, well, maybe, you know, the person you are and the person I am, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, for real. The only reason why Molly said that bullshit is because Issa was hitting her with truth. Issa was hitting her saying, you know, I'm the only one trying. I need, you know, I can't be the only one working. That She literally said the same shit her therapist said. Yes, I'm sorry, but she literally <laughs> said <laughs> And Molly couldn't, had no rebuttal. So the only thing she could say is, you know, this just, this ain't working. It, we, we just not it's not you it's me like it's it's the it's it was just i can't say anything to you and i want to be right so i guess we just outgrew each other mm. right <laughs> 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 okay, mommy, all right mommy. right tell them mommy <laughs> <laughs> so my, yeah my last question to y'all uh do y'all think that Molly has really outgrown Issa, or or is it vice versa? Neither. Yeah, I think they just grown apart. I don't. I don't think one outgrew the other. I think it's just one of those situations where they just kind of outgrew each other, or like just kind of they just. I, yeah, something like that. I mean, they just kind of going they separate. They just growing apart. I guess if that makes sense. I don't even think they, they have not grown apart. apart. I just think so? they don't know how to communicate with each other. It's just a simple communication problem. Neither um, Issa, Issa is too passive aggressive and Molly don't want to accept fault. So nothing's getting accomplished. If they could both humble themselves and have a real conversation which Issa started to yeah, yeah I know. Then <laughs> it may be alright. Uh, okay. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, my name. Mayor Dominic. Both of them. Both of them. <laughs> Both of them. Because Molly just doesn't know. Yeah, Molly just doesn't want to accept that she did anything wrong. They could easily be friends if they would just talk it out. That end scene of this episode really made me so sad. Because I felt Issa so hard in that. Where she was like, she really wanted their friendship back. And to to get that text, whether or not y'all agree that it was rude, doesn't really matter, but in in Issa's mind, it was rude. But then after that, to be like, you know, I want to fix this, and for Molly to be like, well, I don't really care to fix it. And then the weirdest part is when Issa says, okay, then Molly acts shocked. It's like, every, like all you want anyone to do is kiss your ass all the fucking time. You said this shit. And then when I say, all right, I accept it, Okay. What did you expect? Me to like cry and beg you to be my friend? Baby, please. Baby, baby, please. Baby, please. (laughs) (laughs) I do it all that. Go back in the house and go text your man some more about me, motherfucker. (laughs) She did expect what you said, Mike. Like, and that's why she was so shocked that Issa just said, okay. That wasn't a response that she was, she was expecting. And it, it caught Molly off guard, and it pissed her off, and I think it somewhat hurt her too, because she was like, "Oh shit! Like this is a new Issa that I don't know." Mm-hmm. So I was so I was disappointed in Molly, man. Yeah, I was really disappointed. Even though I didn't, I think Issa overact again overacted with the taste. I was really disappointed in the way Molly handled that 
that last part. Yeah, he don't agree with you at all. <laughs> Not even remotely. He said, like, ah, daddy full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like saying, like, like I said, I we've already talked about the whole text thing, but that at that moment I was really like, yo, Molly, what the fuck? Are you serious? Especially because like even when she said, like when Issa was like, Okay, let's talk about the black party, and Molly was like, No, it goes back before that. Like we've been off for months. Okay, let's talk about the way that we've been off for months. Like I felt like at that moment they were finally getting to the crux of the issue. Like they were finally about to hash this out and have this whole communication session that they've been needing to have since the beginning of the fucking season or maybe even last season and then molly just like pulls back and was like well maybe we you know maybe the person i am now i'm like yo are you fucking serious that was such a fucking letdown i thought they were finally i'm like yes it's finally they finally about to talk about this yeah that was a plot twist right there i was like damn like like they led up to like he was gonna hash it out but then yeah for it to happen that way i was like wow wow molly got in a relationship and that brand new she don't know how to act she, she mm. was one of them girls where you get a man and it's like, oh, everything revolves around what's going on with you and your man and everything's different now. Bless her heart. Pray for her, Jesus. <laughs> As Nathan, she don't need Issa. But the funny thing is, what's going to happen if, if, if Nathan leaves her? Not Nathan, Andrew. What's going to happen if Andrew leaves her? Who's she going to turn to? She's not really that tight with Kelly. Or, I mean, is she even really that? I mean, I know she's the godmother or whatever. But is she really that tight with Tiffany? Which is what makes it so great because she messing things up there too. Yeah, because Molly's whack. Molly's whack as hell. She almost had me liking her, and then she ruined it. She just had a bad episode. She has. <laughs> She's having a bad season. She's having a bad season. <laughs> Any last thoughts on the episode? It was still good. Yeah, I still enjoyed it. It was still an enjoyable episode. Did y'all, did Kerry Washington's directing stand out? Not as, I mean, I, y'all already said not as much as the last one, but like, even like her just taking over this world for one episode. Yeah, with that, with with that Nathan scene uh, and that Bible. that transition. Yeah, that that's yeah. the sca- that's the stuff that be on Scandal. Y'all don't watch. Everybody on the internet always be talking about Carrie Washington's teeth. So I was just picturing her directing that whole episode with her teeth. And like, I just hate that the internet has done that to my brain. That is hilarious. (laughs) That is hilarious. (laughs) No, they just said she'd be acting with her teeth like she does this, she makes this face. (laughs) Yeah, that her crying is like, yeah, she does this thing with her teeth. Then y'all, I mean, it's the lights are off in here, so y'all can't really see me now. I was trying to give you an example. But everybody on Twitter and like the internet is always talking about how when she's crying or like in distress on a show, she like does this thing with her teeth. And so like I just kept thinking about her like directing the episode that way. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She does have some teeth. (laughs) That's not even the, there's a specific face. I'll see if I can find it. It is. I think um, it could have compared it to uh, Lil Baby's face. When he when he smiled, he smiled with his teeth like it, it's like, yeah, foul. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are wrong as hell, man. Oh, Bro, it's yeah. not me. I said that the internet has warped my fragile little mind, and that's why. Do you agree? No, I don't really watch that much. I don't watch Scandal or like anything, so I don't see her enough to know if she quote acts with her teeth. So it's, this all came from the internet. Like I have no actual point of reference. 
It's no. accurate. I, I finished Scandal. It is <laughs> it's completely accurate. By the last season, I was tired of looking at teeth. I, I, I didn't know they were doing that, but they are spot on. It was just something because she does these it's like facial expressions. This. Oh, yeah, that's the one I just found. That's the one I just found. <laughs> that's that wrong. Poor they kid. wrong for that. We love you, Karen. I mean, she does have some big-ass top teeth, though. <laughs> All right, Mike. Like she can go. open a can with no can opener. <laughs> that's rude. <laughs> We're not doing that. Oh, that's very, very rude. <laughs> Tyler, you did it. You did it. You gave me the ball and said alley-oop. Hey, Mike, she got them how much wood could a wood chuck, chuck teeth? I'm going to hell. <laughs> Don't, no, we're not doing All right, that. I'm done. That was, that was, this is really the, this is the one that I saw the most on the internet. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's the one I saw the most too. Yes. That's it. That's the one. That apparently every time she's crying or upset. And she did a good job directing. Yes. Well, thank you, Nate, for tying in. I appreciate you. We're we, we going to end on that positive note. Um, we only got one episode left, y'all. This is it. So. Maybe they saved all this Molly Issa, you know, I guess final talk for to, for the next week's episode. But we're at the final straw, so we'll see how where this goes, what cliffhanger they'll leave us on. Um, and everyone who's listening, please let us know your thoughts on this episode. Did you like it? Love it? Hate it? Be What'd you say? <laughs> he said Nathan gonna be pregnant. <laughs> you gonna switch moves on us again? <laughs> But did any of y'all watch the um the preview this week? Because oh, I haven't watched it yet, so I, I haven't need to, either. I need to do that. I haven't even. And I usually do, but I didn't today. What was the preview? I may have watched it and forgot. What was the preview? Nathan Wannan. Really? Yeah, I just I, I just want to let you know how I felt. I like a a, a, a black Sylvester Stallone. Huh? I don't want to see no more of Nathan this at last episode. I'm done with Nathan. You're going to have to choose between him and Lawrence. Lawrence is going to move to San Francisco, and uh, Andrew going to leave uh, Molly the hell alone. Yeah, Issa goes to the shop. Uh, and Oh, I did see that. Yeah. I did see that. And she waved, and nobody said nothing. Yeah. I knew I saw it and forgot. So we'll see. So something did go down with them. I guess we'll find out. We gonna find out. I have oh, a yeah. feeling that they fucked. I just have a. I just have a feeling. I have a feeling. Wait, you mean recently or like at the end of this? I at the a, end of what we just saw. Or? I can. This is weird. Like, I don't know who I'm. Like, there we go. That's better. All right. <laughs> I, yeah, I have a small feeling that they've had sex since they've been hanging out. I just have. I don't know why. It's just that's just stuck in me. You talking about like maybe when when um what's name got back from Mexico? You remember when it was yeah. like That's what I was saying last episode. I think it was something happening there. But yeah. I'm agreeing with you now. Okay. I, I don't know if I disagreed last week or not. Mm-hmm. But if I did, I'm changing my mind. I okay. I, I kind of think that they that they something might have happened. I know we run along, but I man, if it did, I I I, I would have wished. Like, why not say something when they had that confrontation? That's my whole thing. It felt like that would have been the moment to for Nathan to be like, well, I thought, you know, after we did whatever, whatever, you know. I don't know. It just would be weird. Men don't say shit like that. Come on. That, that would be bad writing if he was like, hey, man, I, we had sex. I thought, <laughs> I thought we was going somewhere, you know. You let me hit it. Nah, man, dudes don't say shit like that. 
Well, I mean, if he could say like, oh, the one you cheated on, you know, or cool, I feel like he could have, well, uh, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm not, that's why I don't write, but I'm just saying. <laughs> like, yeah, it just, it, it would it would feel weird to wait a whole other episode mm-hmm. after that confrontation to, to reveal that. That's that. That's what I that's would it. I think I'm like, yo, really? They did? Oh, shit. Didn't even know. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I'm I'm really surprised that that's what they would do with the last episode. You know, I know. After everything yeah. that's like kind of roller coaster shit that we've been through on this season. Again, like with the whole Molly and Easter thing not really being resolved this episode. You know, like I said, I haven't watched the preview. I'm going to watch it when we get done recording. But I'm really shocked to hear that I wouldn't even expect to see Nathan anymore after this past episode. Nathan's going to love her. And she wants to be with her. And she's either going to have to let him down because Lauren's going to San Francisco. So she's going to go to San Francisco with Lauren. So try and make something work with Nansford. Oh, so. I think so. I think they're just going to be cool. Y'all didn't think Lawrence and Anissa was going to smash this this season either, but... That was only Nick. Yeah, I've been said I want them to get back. (laughs) I like them together. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, Nick want uh, Issa and Nathan to get back together, right? Is that right? Well, no, not not necessarily. I just don't think... that. I just feel like we've seen enough of Issa and Lawrence to be like... Especially now with this whole San Francisco thing, it's kind of like... Maybe they, they're the ones who've hit the, the course of their relationship, not Issa and Molly, but I feel like with Issa and Lawrence, I feel like throughout this season in particular, they've had so many ups and downs when it comes to will they, won't they, that maybe maybe it's best they move on. I don't believe in love, Nick. My thing is, what the hell is fifth season going to be about? We're going to see Issa and Lawrence again. I need, I'm just trying to cause up some drama. Like, who the next man? Issa's relationship work. That's yep. gonna be a three episode season. And Molly and Molly and and Molly and Issa getting back together. Because Molly gonna lead the season with nobody. She ain't gonna have Andrew. She ain't gonna have Issa. She gonna be by herself, and she gotta figure out what to do. And she really gonna have to listen to her therapist now. I feel like you are gonna smile if that happened, Nay. <laughs> it would be what she deserved. It'll make her be a better person later on. She'll learn her lesson, maybe. Mm. Look at y'all preaching to y'all self. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll we'll get the final results of where they lie as far as Team East and Team Molly next week. Uh, Tyler, thanks again for joining us. Appreciate you as always. Um, we're going to have you again back next week to do the final recap. So that might be a long one as well. <laughs> so, but I, again, appreciate y'all listening. Again, send y'all thoughts about this episode of FPS Podcast on the Reddit thread and IG and Twitter. Um, but I'll do it for us this week. We out. Peace. Peace. Bye.